1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Retromania, a retrospective pro wrestling podcast where we romanticize, fantasize, watch, and review your favorite or not so favorite storylines, matches, events, and feuds from your sports entertainment fandom. Yes. Join us bi weekly for our first season. Aptly titled The Origin of Attitude. That's what this is. This is actually the season finale. Yes. The final episode. Episode 12, right here. And who are we? We are the hosting squad. I am Kobe Nida. As always, I'm joined by
2: Jimmy Price.
1: Yep, and we're here. We uh, made it. Yeah, most disrespectful diatribe, but we did it.
2: Yeah, we, uh, we made it. Thanks for sticking with us. It's been a little bit, another uh, little hiatus here. Uh, crazy, nonetheless, you know, withstanding,
1: notwithstanding, not, no, withstanding, no, not, not, not with, without,
2: you like not you without standing, as <laughs> we are sitting. Uh, but we we made it back. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, Retro Maniacs. Uh, you know, December's December's a busy time for for everybody. I feel like uh, I did a little bit of did a little bit of travel. Went to Indiana for work, uh, real quick. Mexican restaurant In Noblesville, Indiana, Simanos Mexican Restaurant. Had dinner there. Multiple times that week. Uh-huh. Very good. Just want to give him a, sh- a quick plug ski what would you get there? Uh, I got I got a burrito both Ooh, both times because because awesome. I, I don't switch it up. But uh, Samano's burrito. Some. I mean Simano's Mexican restaurant. Ooh, we got, we got yeah.
1: He's just so hooked on the burritos. <laughs> we got two
2: words for you: great burrito. Great burrito. I like it,
1: like it, like it. Yeah. And you just celebrated a birthday too.
2: I did. Yeah, 28 years old now.
1: Awesome. Yeah, and yeah. I just turning
2: the corner there and that's right you just uh turned another corner yourself a couple months ago. i, did 30,
1: yeah, we talk, I think we talked about that yeah, the podcast. yeah we did we did you did a little celebrating for your birthday and now we're we're, we're, we're ready to go we're back on track yeah. folks and uh last time we talked about war games and survivor series how'd you enjoy those
2: uh war games was fantastic uh velveteen dream versus alistair black uh great match great storytelling it's what yeah it's what i love about wrestling also great maneuvers yeah yeah
1: great maneuvers Uh, no i like the story in that match a lot too yeah yeah
2: and the and the show the show of respect at the end um i think it just it elevated both guys and that's that's at the end of the day that's what you know wrestling can do um when you have the the right combination of talent storyline and you know Given the proper uh, backing and push by creative, so correct, yeah. and
1: that's what we have in ours.
2: Yeah, that, I mean that was the batch of the night for me. I
1: agree. Yeah, I agree. Did you like War Games?
2: At I, all? War Games is a lot of fun too. Um, it was a little. It was interesting how they did it with the th- with you know three teams and having you know one person each and then the rest of the team. I think. Given the given the numbers and the combination of dudes that they had in there, I think it was probably the best way they could have done it. But it, it made made for a little bit of a different feel. But yeah, no, I think okay.
1: it was a more logical booking, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Overall, it was just a great match. Um, hell of an effort by everybody involved.
1: I think so too. A lot of spots were just kind of uh, it took forever to set up. Sometimes, and you're yeah. Just like, All right, come on. Like I I understand it builds the anticipation, but sometimes it's a little too. Slow, but I, I enjoyed the match a lot. Um, yeah. And obviously, like the CFOs taking the victory. Though.
2: Yeah, but yeah.
1: We saw some nice blood in there too. Yeah, Alex yeah. Alexander Wolf,
2: which is not not something we get very often, and it's you know, allegedly unplanned. It kind of happens. I think sometimes they kind of. Yeah, you know, I don't think about that one. He's got stains.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe
2: not this case, but I think occasionally, you know, Hunter will pull somebody aside and be like, "Hey, go for it go for it. Uh, What about Survivor Series? Survivor Series, hold up. It was overall, I don't know. Overall, I don't know as, as an entire show. I think the main event was kind of predictable. Yeah. Um, but you know, still fun to see like the combination of of guys that you know you never seen in the ring with Angle. Um, mixing it up with with you know some of the younger guys and um, you know vice versa with Triple H. It, it was just it was fun. It was a fun combination. I think the the, the story overall was yeah.
1: Jeez, it was a, a, a clusterfuck. I think, Yeah, for yeah, that, that,
2: you
1: know, it was. was. And the whole thing with yeah, uh, yeah, it. it, it. It was okay. It wasn't. It, was, it wasn't the greatest. Yeah. Um, Kane was still there though. Yeah. Twenty years later, and we're covering that right now. But yeah, uh, yeah the main event with AJ Styles and Brock Lesnar.
2: That's it, the real main event.
1: It, it, it held up. Yeah. I think that was awesome.
2: That that exceeded expectations, and um, just goes to show you what what Brock Lesnar can do when he's motivated. Um, it's just like the it's like the perfect, um, you know perfect you know it, it reminded me in some ways of uh you know hbk invader but like even better than that because there was the you know the politics involved with with those two um but in terms of you know the, the ability that aj had to sell and, you know, and they gave it time yeah, they did. Which you I know, didn't
1: think they would give it that much time
2: honestly. Yeah, I was expecting another squash because I've gotten my hopes up so many times on these lesnar matches. The one with Joe comes to mind. I mean, that was wasn't an all in all squash match, but they you know, it was pretty short and sweet to the point. This one I think went almost fifteen minutes and uh, you know, AJ does of what he does and that's be the best yeah, the best in the world in my opinion
1: yeah and I think at least Brock sold well for yeah. him and yeah. uh, the blows that AJ was delivering were were phenomenal yeah nonetheless yeah, uh, and they were they were they were
0: it, it made it uh, believable
1: to
3: sell
2: to, yeah you know yeah i mean it's the classic you know smaller guys trying to chop down the legs and, Yeah, yeah. It, but it but it works when it's done right it'll work every single time because it's the most believable strategy for an aj styles to go after a Rock lesnar um now did you watch it live yes okay did you were did you have a moment where you thought that aj might go over i did were you on the edge of your did. seat a little bit
1: yeah for a couple of moments i was like wait Maybe they're really gonna put him over strong and then push yeah. him until mania to have somebody else go. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
1: but yeah, nonetheless, they stayed the course. Yeah, I
2: mean they did they did a good job because like I I watched it the day after and I knew that Lesnar went over. But even like even I didn't think you know I didn't have like a memoir of, like maybe I read that wrong. But yeah, like they they made it believable. I think there was a couple mania falls there where you know the the crowd and I think people watching at home like yourself probably thought holy shit this could happen yeah um, and that's awesome yeah.
1: it was a better match than what we would have had with Jinder and Brock
2: oh yeah yeah for and I, sure I,
1: I find yeah. that recently um, WWE is trying to match um, top top name versus top name even if they go face versus face heel versus heel even in this um, kind of weird dynamic that they have going with Owens and Zane and Mm -hmm. uh, them against other people too because it's kind of like shades of grey what we're working with here exactly the dawn of it yeah the origin of it as I should say trademark
2: origin not the
1: dawn (laughs) Um, yeah it's it's interesting Dumb. But getting back to where we are yes. on this origin of attitude, I- explain to us, everybody at home and listening, or uh, you don't have to be at home to be yeah, listening you, to a you podcast. could be in your car,
2: you could be at the gym. That's the best thing about it. You could be at a friend's house if you don't like that friend and you just <laughs> need to get away. Just go, just excuse yourself to the bathroom and listen to our uh, two hour plus podcast.
1: Hey 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 you, you've been like dropping a deuce for a while now.
2: Yeah, I'm good, man. I'll be out. Just uh keep keep going back. Go have back seen, to being boring. I mean,
1: have you seen my headphones? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know what you're talking uh, about.
1: Always keep your own headphones. Yeah. Any anyhow, uh, what's going on with this Origin of Attitude lead us up to where we are now this Survivor series is upon us. We got one more show to go and uh we got our Four main characters here. Yes.
2: Oh, Kobe. Ooh. Oh, Kobe. The. It's been a long and winding road. Episode twelve, everybody. Episode twelve, we're here. Uh, so we are looking at the year. The year is nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, we are following the paths of Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, uh-huh. the owner, uh, chairman, CEO. Yeah. Right genetic jackhammer of the world wrestling federation as he uh emerges emerges from you know from the on-screen role of just being a commentator to uh being recognized as the authority figure that he indeed is in real life and has been this whole time obviously um and the development of him uh sort of being a sympathetic character to an out an out and out heel uh which is going to um what we're going to be talking about in this episode here is the, is the big moment where Mr. McMahon is born yes. um, out of out of reality. So we've been following him and his his dealings with his two workhorses, uh, which are Shawn Michaels and Bret the Hitman Hart, uh, two men whose careers have been intertwined for over a decade at this point. Um, in the in the history that they've had, from coming from a place of mutual respect to sort of uh, a growing animosity uh, following WrestleMania 12, the Iron Man match. Uh, Brett uh, going through his contract negotiations, looking to be out the door with the company, possibly. Shawn Michaels, uh, you know, playing politics the entire time um, and, and, and working, um, doing whatever he can to uh, elevate his status and the status of his friends in the clique um, as they build towards this Survivor Series main event where. It's 18 months in the making. Uh, they, these two hate each other at this point. We've covered the promos um, that have taken place throughout the year of 97, increasingly personal, incre- increasingly more personal, uh, increasingly vicious. Um, and it's just, it's all coming to a head with those two. And then we also have from Victoria, Texas, the, rat- the rattlesnake. I don't I don't I have a bottle this time so I can't can't, Yeah it. you can't can't crack it. Should I break this? You could I mean it's your house, man. <laughs> Thinking about it. Right. You're maybe maybe at the end of the episode. You're an adult, it's your right. basement. Well, well, maybe at the end. Uh, it, uh sw- swig of McDonald's coffee for the working man. Exactly. Uh, and um, so Steve Austin, uh, sort of the dark horse and all of this. Uh, Starts the year 1997, uh, you know, in the midst of a feud with Bret Hart, which is an all time classic feud, um, and works his way through that feud and and throughout the year, uh, becoming the most over wrestler in the World Wrestling Federation. He is the most popular by far, even at this point. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. And you can hear it in the crowd reactions. Uh we you know discussed his uh his 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 injury at SummerSlam at the hands of Owen Hart. Uh where he's coming off the heels of that now, getting medically cleared, getting some uh comeuppance.
1: Yeah. He he, yeah. he gets past it. Yeah. Even with him being injured and not in the ring, this guy's getting over. It. And it's a lot of the promos. Yeah. Um and the Ability for him to keep doing the stunner, even though he's hurt his neck.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a lot of, a lot of weight coming down.
1: I guess it's not Pressure as on the dangerous spine. of a wrestling man- maneuver if you think about some of the
2: maneuvers,
1: yeah. falling on the back of your head or anything like that. But yeah,
2: still you know impacts you know, you know square on the ass and then
1: you know up the spine. Yeah, you know, and that's it. The, these four players, I think. We've hit it solid this uh, whole season. These are the key players. Everything that we've touched upon, the promos, the events leading up to this, all curated the Attitude Era. Yeah. And even during this pay-per-view, you're going to see the hallmark signature of the Attitude Era for the first time. And a little, uh, little uh, nice promo package that they put together. Yep. I enjoyed it. Um, But yeah, here we are. November 3rd, 1997. We're going to cover this week's Raw leading up to the Survivor Series. And then November 9th, 1997. The epic Survivor Series. Gang Rules. Gang Rules.
2: Presented by Milton Bradley.
1: Yes, exactly. Karate Fighters. Yeah. Um, But in the other world of entertainment, we know that the music right now, rocking, of course, is candlelit. Still, yeah, it's not. It's not going to fade out. It's not. Yeah, the the, uh, the
2: autumn wind has blown in, and the candle is not gone
1: out. No, not yet. It'll rock us till the end of the year. Yeah. So that's that's what we're holding on to. And then in the film and movie department, at the box office, October twenty fourth. I like this one, Gattaca. Have you ever seen
2: that? Gattaca. No, I have not.
1: Okay, it's Ethan Hawke, and it's kind of. Interesting that it's 20 years ago that this film comes out, and what's going on right now in 2017. um, It's a it's a movie about genome um, and DNA um, manipulation. Oh, okay, interesting. And there is a real DNA and genome splicing or manipulating company called CRISPR that's out right now. That's right, and they have the ability to actually stop like an embryo from having certain qualities of like balding or cancer or diabetes. And yeah, Yeah. this movie Gattaca is about building the perfect human. Yeah. It's interesting.
2: That's creepy. That's what we're, that's what we're working towards, I guess. Yeah. And
1: then uh, November 7th is Starship Troopers. You ever seen that? No. It's classic campy sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I've heard heard (laughs) some, some good things
1: about it. Humans versus bugs from another planet.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Huge ass praying mantis bugs. Ooh. Like 13 foot high. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It's a good one-time camp, campy movie. Yeah. yeah. And then November 14th, I figured I'd bring this up. I know this is after the date, but it's important to part of the elements of one of our background characters. This movie is called The Jackal.
2: The Jackal, yeah. And
1: it's with Richard Gere. Yeah. And it's a bad terrorist movie. And who else is it? I don't know who else is in it, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember seeing, I think I've seen like 20 minutes of this on TBS one yeah. time. But yeah, The Jackal, uh, yeah.
1: So I'm pretty sure uh, they didn't want to be related to any type of terrorism in popular culture. So ah. we need to nix the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, uh.
2: Got rid of that. Rated that (laughs) ship.
1: All right. But anyway, let's go on to wrestling world. Yes. What we're here for. Raw 232. The last one we'll be covering in this season. November 3rd, 1997. Here we are. Raw opens up with its usual theme. Fans are crazy with the fireworks. And we got a new graphic on the side and it scrolls down and it tells us that we're in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah. They're using these new graphics now. Yeah. And they look kind of like, you know, mid 2000s, you know. Yeah. The the bubble, you know, type era.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like edgy font and, yeah.
1: Yeah. Silver and black. Yeah. Metal. Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon is in the ring. Austin is out to a huge pop. And Jimmy Cornette is also on commentary tonight. So that's nice.
2: That's always a plus.
1: Yeah. Austin's shirt says, other side, jackass. <laughs> That's on the front. And, did
2: did yeah. you understand the shirt the first time you saw it when you were a youngster? I don't think so. Yeah, I think I'd, I got confused. There. I was a little, I was like, other side, jackass. I, I, I don't know. But then on the back is uh, a robotic skull. Yeah. yeah it's...
1: That's the <laughs> logo. He said, The logo's on the other side. I'm gonna describe the shirt to you, dummy. Jackass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna design a new shirt for us and it says uh, hosting squad logo on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, more polite. Yeah.
2: It, excuse me, uh please see the <laughs> the reverse side of this t shirt for our hosting squad logo. Thank you for your attention.
1: Yeah. Uh please buy our shirts yeah. because it's getting crowded.
2: God, we keep making them. We keep making have new, new designs. And the worst uh,
1: part about it is I'm making them. Yeah. And I got one vinyl press over
2: here. Yeah. Okay. Your, your hand like day and night, just sweating it out.
1: Guys, here, fill your orders,
2: please. Please do. Because it's, I, 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 you know, I walk in here and I could tell you've been on the vinyl press for, for hours, you know, I don't know if it's sweat or tears or the bandages on my hands. Yeah, and blood. Okay. Mostly tears. Uh but yeah, we've got we've got upwards of several thousand and uh they're just waiting for uh waiting for a nice home.
1: Yep. We'll have a shop up soon. Yeah. Till then. All right. Back <laughs> back to the action. Uh sitting Stone Cold is cutting a promo in the ring and he says that he's been sitting on the couch every day wondering what he could be doing and it sucks. And Sunday will finally be payback for Owen and paybacks are hell. And that's the damn bottom line. If he's ever bottom line,
2: that's the damnedest bottom line. Yeah, (laughs) I loved it.
1: (laughs) Awesome quote from Austin there. Uh, He's really got his character down. I'd say that. This is it. Yeah. And they start, they start keying in, um, classic commentary lines. And you'll see that throughout yeah. the episode. Heart foundation are out here tonight and they are in Canada. Vince addresses Austin stunning Ahmed last week. And we look at it three times yeah. from three different angles. What the hell? <laughs> wham, 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 wham. Yeah, it was a good stunner.
2: Yeah.
1: Austin says that the Nation of Domination were in the wrong place at the wrong time. And same with Ahmed. But he wants Owen's ass. But then we get Ahmed coming out. Ooh, in a so very tight red sweater. Yeah. <laughs> it's looking ridiculous. Uh, the refs come down trying to shoo him off, and he has a fanny pack and phone case and some type of other case. I don't know. He's, he's just he's very 90s a, yeah. right now. He's got a whole you know yeah.
2: supply belt. Yep. Uh
1: Ahmed is in the yeah. ring and the refs are in between Austin Austin and Ahmed and the fans start chanting Austin's name cuz they're not with Ahmed anymore. No. If you put these two badasses in the ring together, yeah. obviously they pick Austin at this time.
2: Yeah, the A train has left the station.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really gone now. Yeah. Uh Ahmed says, "Up until last week, Austin, I had his respect. And we can Promise Steve that I'll kick his ass and uh put on your gear and let's get it on today, Stone Cold says.
2: Now is is I might be jumping the gun here. At some point in this promo, Ahmed says you crossed my end zone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You crossed my end zone. You crossed my end zone last week. Austin crossed his end zone by by stabbing him in the back and stunning him. Crossed yeah. my end zone. You penetrated my goal line.
1: Ahmed is a bit of a marble mush mouth sometimes, yeah, yeah. I, but this I,
2: is good stuff. This is like one of his better promos. Yes, um, probably because you can you can get about seventy five percent of it.
1: At last uh, episode, I queued in the end of yeah. what he said. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, Austin says put on your gear and let's get it on today. He's like, take that silly ass shit off. Yeah. Basically that's what he's taking rally. Uh, if anyone wants to see Ahmed get
2: his ass whipped, give me a hell yeah.
1: And the crowd pop. Wow. Big turn on Ahmed.
2: Yeah. yeah it's hard so, to, it's hard to open up a candle pass on somebody who's wearing a fanny pack.
1: Yeah. Austin, uh, if, if he's going to threaten people, he, he's going to ask the crowd and they're going to give the approval. And now we see that the crowd is, uh, Changed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Used to not really be like this, but they're full on for them. Yeah. We've seen that change over the last uh, year, 18 months or yeah. so that we've covered. And we go ringside now with Jimmy Cornette and JR. And the name and the signature has changed officially. So it's got that WWF key and everything.
2: Like yeah. That. It's a little
1: different. They announce a dog collar match tonight between Vader and Bulldog. Sweet. Yes. I always loved dog collar matches when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah,
2: they're pretty badass.
1: <clears throat> now when I think of them, not so much. But uh, some matches have been good.
2: It could be done right. I mean, the, the original one with Piper and Valentine... uh if you uh get a chance to go back i think this match might be on youtube still uh but cm punk and a wrestler named jimmy rave had an outstanding dog collar match in ring of honor really? circa like 2004 so nice yeah nice. I, I like dog collar matches nice i'm a fan of
1: gimmick matches myself yeah. Um, yeah dog collar is definitely in there i don't know about the uh i think a dog collar match is just an all-out you can't separate the guys uh, there's no tapping like a uh Strap match. Yeah, yeah. And I think strap matches could be done differently, too. Like, you just use the fucking strap. Yeah, yeah. I've never been a fan of,
2: like, the four corners. Yeah. That seems like elementary. It's a little hokey. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, yeah. So we're going to have a dog collar match between Vader and Bulldog. And then Shawn Michaels will be here tonight to address Ken Shamrock's challenge that was issued last week. Wow. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, a special interview with Goldust and Marlena they did over the weekend with JR. And listen to he how he essentially raped his wife of her dignity and oh. has destroyed his marriage. And we'll have that exclusive later. Ugh. Yeah. JR like purposely pauses on that.
2: Yeah. <sighs> I know. It's
1: cringy. Yeah, yeah. cringy.
2: It's that bad feeling.
1: <clears throat> and tonight, Light heavyweight championship tournament begins. Ooh. Nice. After the break. Promising. Back from the break. I know you want me. For the last damn time. Sunny is out. And I'd rather be in sunny. sign is in the crowd. Crowd's <laughs> getting creative now. They yeah. said, hey, they're being raunchy on their show. Why don't we be filthier?
2: Yeah. And it's not even like they did the I'd rather be in China, which is like makes sense as a joke. But like I'd. He's just going straight for it. I'd rather be in. I want to fuck Sonny. (laughs) Exactly. It's like half a notch above that.
1: Yep. Uh, She. Sonny is in the ring and she introduces Super Loco, who is also super crazy from ECW. Yeah. And then Aguila, who is um, Ese Rios, uh, out with some bad blood music and Steve Blackman. Theme music as well. Nice. And he looks like a ripoff Hooven to a Guerrero. Yeah. Nah. A little bit. Not feeling it too much. The match starts and we get a lucha back and forth, and Brian Christopher is out on ringside commentary and he is the worst. And Super Loco botches a flip up the rope type spot and he just lands on his back. Yeah. And they laugh on commentary. They're just like, ooh, jeez. And then Super Loco misses a springboard spinning wheel kick again. He's botching a lot in this match. JR sends us word that Gorilla Monsoon is feeling better. Thank you. Good. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful back headspring over the top rope from Super Loco to Aguila and amazing moonsault moonsault like maneuver, JR says, uh, from the top corner buckle and from the outside from Aguila. And then the weight limit in the light weights, they say, is 215. So it's not 205. No. Yeah.
2: 10 pounds higher. Yeah. This is light heavyweight. <clears throat> wow. Light yeah. heavyweight.
1: Not cruiserweight. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a fine line. So
1: now we know the difference. Finally. Aguila hits Alexa's bliss finisher. One, two, three. He advances in the tournament. Nice. Awesome. What's that finisher? I don't know what it's called. Uh, something bliss.
2: Yeah, I forget blissful, what she calls it. Blissful something. Yeah.
1: Anyhow, uh JR says this weekend he thought he was going to have a nice interview with a happily married couple. But
2: <laughs> but apparently he hasn't been watching the product. No, no, no. <laughs> these two have been having some problems.
1: Yeah. Dustin and Terry breaking character basically during the interview. It's Dustin and Terry and he's like take this ring. Take this marriage, Marlena, and shove it up your ass cuz I found somebody. <laughs> And just like, you and my dad. Like, everybody's holding him back. Right. And they've been telling him what to do his right, whole life. Right. Now he's finally free. Yeah. And he found somebody. Interesting. And Terry's acting is great. Yeah. And his acting is decent as well. Yeah. But, it, uh, yeah.
2: It's that, that male soap opera, you know?
1: Yeah. It's an interesting, um, interesting audio, though.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's almost taking an action. Uh, of Congress to make this match happen. It's Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, for the WWF title this Sunday at Survivor Series. At last. Yes, indeed. We get a beautiful package narrated by Mayor... Miracle. He's not a miracle at all. <laughs> narrated by Michael Cole.
2: Mayor Michael May- Mayor Michael Cole.
1: <laughs> we get a beautiful package narrated by Michael Cole the history between Bret Hart and Shawn
4: Michaels. Bret Hart, two men who have no love for each other personally or professionally, are going to meet one-on-one the WWF title on the line. It's almost taken an act of Congress to get this match to happen, and here's how the whole thing came to be.
5: It's safe to say they don't like each other. You'd like to hit me, but you you don't have the insides to do it. It might be more accurate to state they hate each other.
6: Last year, when I was the World Wrestling Federation champion, I just want to say
5: one thing, Shawn Michaels, you got the click, you got whatever you want out there. And tomorrow night, you're going to think that those nine cheerleaders that beat you up in Syracuse, New York, you're going to think that that
7: was breakfast at Tiffany's. Because I can promise you, for 60 minutes, you were in for the absolute worst pounding of your entire life.
5: It started as a show. It would end up being perhaps the greatest mano-a-mano matchup in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. They haven't met since, and the controversy that brewed in its aftermath is about to finally
7: boil over. If he's the same guy he was before, then I just hope I don't have to run him over with my car or something, because he bothers me that much. You know, There's something about a guy that's just cocky, uh, that's a guy that's uh, got a huge, huge prima donna kind of personality to him that thinks he's better than everyone else. There's something very uh, arrogant and obnoxious about him, uh, and he's a guy with a big mouth.
4: This match is for the World Wrestling Federation Championship.
8: This is an Man match. sometimes that that same thing that makes me a pain in the butt can also work for you and and, i mean i did did go in with confidence but you go in knowing you have to wrestle bret hart and that works two ways one that's bret hart you know he's not there (laughs) by some mistake
7: it was a huge dynamic collision of uh, I guess what it is is a, is a certain lack of masculinity that he never possessed. And, uh, I finally just got where I couldn't take it anymore—the dancing, and the, the, the twirling around the ring, the, the Mexican-style wrestling stuff—to make you sick.
8: And, well, everyone knows Bret and I have a, uh, a rivalry, whether it be professional, or personal. But now it's to the point now where you have to—you have, to, have to think you're better than him every day. Just
6: because I come out here and choose to live my life openly and freely instead of putting on a facade like you, does not make you a better man, Brett.
7: It's like, well, is a problem with me, or is the problem with him. There's a problem
8: with me. The problem's with him. Yes, I antagonize everybody, and when you can do that, all you can do is use it to your advantage. I have the ability to push the buttons of people that would never, ever lose their temper
6: is he challenging me it's right now regularly regularly i would take him up on this challenge and but you know what? i'm not gonna no i'm not gonna i'll tell you what because the last time i took him up on the challenge was wrestlemania and i beat his ass with that stupid piece of tin he's got on his shoulder and at survivor series i'm gonna take that stupid piece of tin you got on your shoulders once again, I beat you, I have beat
5: your brother, I have beat both your brother-in-laws, and I will beat up the whole family if you get in my face one more time. Sean's current taunting, coupled with the haunting memory of his antics
7: when he wore the belt, have fueled Brett's fury. I don't like him, I don't trust him, and I don't believe, believe in anything about the guy. He's a funny little
8: <laughs> I've always been selfish, and uh, I always, in my mind, the ultimate goal was for me,
5: all by myself, to be number one. Remembering the period when Sean held the title motivates both men for completely different
7: reasons. I just think that the wrong man won that day. The dream has come true. I look very much forward to stepping back in the ring with Shawn Michaels.
5: Brett has been driven by the rematch since his
7: return to wrestling. People like me and myself that are tough the truckers and the lumberjacks. And- coal miners that come home from a long day, sit home and find that Saturday and turn on the WWF and they want to see a real man on TV instead of a guy dressed up in uh, little mirrors and glittering chains and earrings. uh, Got a little tattoo, a little heart on his arm and stuff. I think that stuff uh, is hard to wash after a while.
5: And although they seek the same title, Brent and Sean have a different vision from the top. The terms
8: of legacy and stuff like that don't mean don't mean as much to me as they mean to other people. Uh, the legacy that I leave is with me.
6: I don't obsess like you do. I do
8: this because
6: I like it. You do it because in your mind, Mark Man,
5: you really think all of this is yours. Between them, they've held 18 titles. They haven't met in 18 months. And although both men hope to add to their legacy with the matchup at Survivor Series, the true passion and purpose behind this showdown is that it's personal. Take the doctors, please get up right now. It. Well, apparently, yeah. Shawn Michaels is uh, refusing medical attention after the attack on Bret Hart in the locker room. You got here? idiot. Yeah. Well, how much this crap is going to go on? Just it.
9: After this Sunday, it will all be over. Well, folks, this match was a year and a half in the making and probably will never, ever happen again. I certainly encourage you to join us for this history-making event this Sunday exclusively on pay-per-view at the Survivor Series. And I
1: so, guess yeah. I'm in Johnson. Uh, a, one key thing in here, Earl Hebner's Iron Man match. <laughs> so they're going to have an Arn Anderson man match.
2: This is an Iron Man match.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's got to be a spine buster for yeah. the finish.
4: Yeah.
2: First person who hits that spine buster but yeah, it's it's a really good it's a really good uh, video package and uh, kind of you know takes you through the whole thing going back to WrestleMania twelve. So yep. I enjoyed it. I think it was very well done. Didn't like I mean Bret Hart kind of uh, disparages the entirety of Mexican you know Lucha Libre.
1: Say the line.
2: He like he lumps it in. He's like you know you know I just got I got sick of the sick of the dancing around and the earrings and the Mexican wrestling. <laughs> Like so cause they, grumpy, like, yeah.
1: You know, ever since you said that, um, a part where he was in the wheelchair, but he might as well be in a rocking chair. I just cannot picture him out of a rocking chair. Yeah, now.
2: get off my lawn.
1: Yeah. Why don't you shut up? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jr. says this match will probably never ever happen again. Wow. Smart money. Yeah. Ahmed comes down and we go to a commercial break and we're back and Ahmed is still in the ring and he's waiting for Austin. Blap, K- blap, blap. Not a blackout, a Kane out. Yeah. Kane out. Through hell, fire, and brimstone, says Kane for the first time. Ahmed thinks about it for a second and then just pulls up some punches on Kane and gets a chokeslam for his troubles. Kane does his pyro spot Ahmed gets uh, up to receive a tombstone. Cain picks up for another one. And then Mankind comes down the ramp. Ooh. And he puts Paul Bearer in a mandible claw. And then he nails Cain in the head with this huge piece of metal. And yeah. it bends. It's crazy. But Cain just sits up like his brother-taker. His, his brother, the Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker, man.
2: Is my brother-taker? He, he
1: says brother-taker. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Cotton gets held back and we go to a commercial. What a crazy spot though.
2: That was crazy. Where did he even get that thing?
1: Like ah. uh, and it's they say it's like a huge industrial turnbuckle. For what ring? Yeah.
2: What <laughs> giants are wrestling in
1: that?
2: Exactly. What like, the
1: fuck? It, go look at this. It's like three to four foot.
2: Oh at least. Yeah.
1: So the ring must be a hundred feet. <laughs> Who's wrestling in that?
2: It's it's for Vince's like underground. Ele- I want all the big guys. Yeah. Or he's like that. He's like got two elephants fighting. He's got like an elephant fighting ring.
1: Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, we come back and we get a recap of the Cain and Mankind incident. It's a huge turnbuckle. Like I said, yeah. Jesus Christ, uh, the glass shatters, though.
2: Yes. Go ahead. I was gonna say make Dumbo look strong.
1: <laughs> make Dumbo look strong <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Wait, all right. It's Paul Bunyan <laughs> against Dumbo. Paul well, Paul Bunyan and Dumbo against who's the giant from? I guess the
2: the, the Jack Jack and the Jack Jack Beanstalk Jack. giant, and um also. The Cyclops, yeah, the Cyclops from from the the Odyssey. Yes, yeah. There we go. <laughs> tag Big team action.
3: Tag team action.
1: Hundred foot <laughs> ring.
7: <laughs> All right. God damn! Look at the look at the physique. God, God damn, he's vascular,
6: pal. <laughs> Finish him. Get, get the fucking get the goddamn bull out of the ring. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh my god Vince. Okay Glass shatters
1: Yes glass shatters Austin comes down strutting He's just like fuck it He's down to the ring James Cornette says I dare somebody to read the format This show has lost control <laughs>
2: <laughs> A little insider yeah. uh, Insider jargon there
1: Yeah Austin gets on the mic and says He said as far as he's concerned Ahmed got off light. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, got <two laughs> st- he got two tombstones for us. Yeah. <laughs> Interactions. Uh, if he wants to drag his ass on down here, he'll take anybody. Somebody better come on down here because all someone's whoop their ass. And there's got to be somebody in that dressing room that has a set of guts. Then again, maybe they don't. Someone give me a hot dog and a beer. <laughs> and then we are the nation. Da-da-da-da. Yeah, the Nation come out and Rocky Suck chants go immediately with the Nation music, though. They're going with the beat. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like Kurt Angle before the...
3: Yeah.
2: Always surprised when wrestling fans show a little bit of rhythm like that. Yeah. Usually it's not the case.
1: Seriously, check it out. They, They do it. Uh, Kama gets in the ring and the LOD run down from behind and attack the nation. God. Wow. Dan, this will is that, going on forever. Will that feud ever oh, end? No,
2: I'm pretty sure they're still feuding.
1: It seems like two, <laughs> three years now.
2: It's still going on.
1: Uh, Kama's distracted, so Austin turns him around and blasts him with a stunner. Woo. Stone Cold just uh, walks up the ramp in the Nation of Domination, and the LOD schmaws on the outside. And Austin's just like, <laughs> "God damn!" You know that famous uh, laugh and smile that he has. Uh, separated by the refs and the officials are the LOD and the Nation. And don't worry because when we come back to War Zone, we got Shawn Michaels. Sweet, I'm gonna tune in. I'm gonna actually change a little bit to uh, WCW. See what's going on. Yeah, because right now WCW. Real, real talk. They're breaking ratings. They're they're hot right now with yeah. the sting angle. Yeah, yeah. Because so. they're
2: they're just about a month away from <clears throat> from Starcade '97 yep. at this point. So yeah, this is this is as hot as it got for. And actually,
1: the Melts reported recently, uh, in his Observer from October twenty seventh edition, that the War War Games three, which is a sixty man battle royal. Mm-hmm. Um, to declare a number one contender their rip-off of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. That's already sold out. Yeah. Holy shit.
2: That's and incredible. they got a lot
1: of buys already.
2: Yeah. Wow. It's impressive.
1: So they're doing a lot of good business here.
2: Yeah, those World War 3 matches though, man. They were they were <clears throat> <laughs> such a clusterfuck.
1: Okay.
2: Uh WWF is um WWF's got to catch up though. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're playing from behind.
1: Yeah. All right, back from commercial and we get a recap of Gold Dust raping his wife. What? Dignity <laughs> and Canon Mankind incident. And then the Austin stunning comma incident. And now an intro in the war zone. Breaking it up. Yeah. Completely different show, but I like the Still. recap stuff. That's yeah. kinda cool. Instead of recapping all the fucking time, like maybe. Yeah
2: top of the hour exactly know? exactly not like a recap after every single commercial break yeah yeah
1: welcome to the war zone welcome everybody it's vince with jr and jerry the king lawler and oh. this is the last time that we'll hear vince on a raw broadcast that's right say say your candle in the wind prayer and yeah
2: leave goodbye. the memories alone
1: yep oh let's cue that song <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, Michael Cole introduces HBK, Shawn Michaels. Let's go to this audio.
6: Ravaging Rick Rude. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, out of shape, Pennsylvania pissants. Wow. Button your lips and open your eyes. While I give you the past, the present, and the future of professional wrestling, the Generation X. Right introduction,
4: these Rob, key. Ironically, good, brilliant. Really. Here they come. What a heart play. Along with Shawn Michaels and China.
9: Who what? really wears the pants in the family is
4: what I'm wondering. I don't know that it matters. Watching us live, ladies and gentlemen, in its home in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. A man who refused to be here tonight as a result of the comments and the actions of that man last week. We're talking about Brett, the man, heart The best there is, the best there was, and perhaps the best there ever will be when all of that will come to a head. This Sunday, on Pay-Per-View, when Shawn Michaels and the Hitman get it on, and it wouldn't surprise me if you said earlier on, JR, that it was going to be the very last
9: time they would ever be in a ring together. It's going to be very, very special. We'll sell out all our fans watching across Canada on TSN. We're looking forward to seeing you this Sunday in Montreal on Pay-Per-View. Shawn
4: Michaels, the Champion. who knows what's going to happen
5: Sean Michaels let's take you back to this past week on Raw Fred Hart versus the world's most dangerous man Ken Shamrock for the WWF championship near the end of the matchup you came from out of nowhere, look at the Titan Tron, and interfere. Oh, every opportunist. Now perhaps now, as you see Ken Shamrock,
4: Shamrock could have become the WWF champion, should be the champion right now.
3: Wait a minute. Did
5: he just... Yeah. we well, sure now Shawn Michaels <laughs> saying Degeneration X. You may
3: have... You've talked enough. Let me tell you something, Michael Cole. You know, Degeneration X has come out here week after week. Shut it. Job. Most people would have Put taken it off by now, and God knows we've run out our share of an ounce. You've done a heck of a job. Put it here. It's right. You deserve all the.
9: And that just about does it. shouldn't take that. No.
6: Okay. Now, now that we've had the comic relief, it's time for the wrestling world to hear it from the lips of the man as everyone knows the Heartbreak Kid is the showstopper the main event the icon of the World Wrestling Federation that can still go but now I have decided to take it up one level higher from now on Shawn Michaels will always be
3: known as the wrestling No, 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 Shawn. I'm your friend. I'm your best friend. And I know where you were going to go with that. Right. Uh. But you might be the icon, and you are the showstopper, but let me tell you what. To be the god, you actually have to be as old as God. To be a god, you had to be there when Pontius Pilate made the turn. (laughs) You had to be the main event in the Colosseum when the wall came down. And you had better be able to walk on water if you expect anybody to watch Age in the Cage.
5: cage. Okay,
3: Triple H, you've made your point.
6: But one thing is for sure, at Survivor Series, I will show Bret Hart that I indeed the man. But what I want to comment on right now is what everybody was talking about last week. Everybody is upset because last week Shawn Michaels cracked a few people up. (laughs) So to speak. But that is nothing, nothing compared to what I'm going to do next week. Wait a minute. Next week, I've got two things I'm going to do. First, the Heartbreak Kid is going to come out here and walk naked. What? What is he talking about? Good guy He's going to what? Wait a minute. This is going in And then into the far. next thing <sighs> that he's I'm going to do what? is take the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, and show him the world's most dangerous man.
4: Man. I guess
3: by that he's going to challenge Mr. Shamrock. Everybody knows DX calls the shots. So, Slaughter, why don't you get out here and make that match official? Well, I can tell you, the commissioner is watching this.
4: Because of what... Come on, Chin, get out here. Of what Michael said last week.
6: in order. The commissioner
1: yeah so some last bit antics yeah, that some, we have there
2: some shenanigans this is the uh the promo where we get the shot of them breaking out did they they broke out the the shields the the helmets before yes um uh, i don't know if, they'd done, if they had done that before but just the the you know the helmets um, with the face masks
1: no 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 i think this is it this oh, okay is the yeah um yeah this is it i cover it it's but it- yeah um it's interesting what they do in the promo. Shawn Michaels definitely um, talking up a good game there on Hawk Hogan. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Something that he's been doing pretty consistently, like almost as much as he's been uh, bashing Hart. You know, yeah. he has been some pretty consistent WCW uh, hate out there, which you know Vince loves. hmm. Keeps, keeps uh, old HBK on Vince's good side.
1: He does the stroking of the guitar. Yeah. Like, uh, hulk hogan and calls himself a wrestling icon and now a wrestling gut and then you yeah know, triple h prevents him and talks about age in the cage yeah which was the match that we spoke of with hot rod and uh yeah and hawkster yeah <laughs> yeah so they want uh he's big match challenge from hbk challenging shamrock yeah because uh shamrock almost beat the champion last week and he could have had that title and they keep bringing that up but uh hbk interfered so uh they tell commissioner slaughter to come out and make that match but uh like you said degeneration x has those windshield wiper masks (laughs) and they i i can see that he he labeled them in the bags because you can see sean is like Sean is very OCD about his wrestling and what his choreography is going to be. And you can see he looked in the bag to see what was labeled at the top for the initials. They oh, had really? initials over them, yes. Oh, that's interesting. So that when he grabbed, he didn't grab the wrong one. He grabbed right. the right one. Good stuff there. Definitely. He's fucked up, but he still is a good... He, uh, he yeah, puts, he good puts effort into his work. Yep. And Commissioner Slaughter does make it official. A match between Shamrock and Michaels tonight. Tonight. Oh, Holy shit! Before Survivor Series, yeah. wow. Careful That's what you awesome. wish for. <laughs> Still to come: Jeff Jarrett, <sighs> and next, Mark Merrow versus Savio Vega. Backstage, go. Mark Marrow rushes out Sable out of her dressing room, and he says, "Let's go! Come on! And we get a bunch of side boob." This is intentional, of course.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, We cut to commercial. She's like, okay, okay, geez. Back from commercial and Savio Vega is coming down to the ring. And he has some fans here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Interesting. And finally, Mark Marrow is out with Sable. And Team USA versus Team Canada this Sunday. Okay.
2: Puerto Rico is a uh, territory. Uh, should be a
1: state but mark is involved i guess but we never get that one flag what happened to all the yeah anyhow um this match is boring jerry says if marrow wants uh to box he should box tyson vince says i'd love to see that i'd love to see tyson tag him wow vince is really all about tyson right now we get another sable distraction and a low blow by Marrow, his typical routine for right now. TKO, one, two, three, and Mark Marrow goes over Savio Vega. Wow. Damn. Interesting, though, with McMahon, though, his obsession with Tyson. Yeah. yeah. Still to come, Shamrock against HBK. And up next, the captain of Team America, Vader, against the captain of Team Canada, Bulldog. This is all news to me. In. A dog collar match. Like booking on the fly. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Patriot won't be in action this Sunday. He tore his tricep.
2: Wow. Yeah. He tore his tricep and Vince tore his contract apparently because I don't think we saw him again after that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bulldog
1: comes down an Anvil and Furnace and LaFon join them. Doug Furnace and Phil LaFon. Interesting. Uh, first man to touch all four corners in secession will win this match. What? Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah,
2: not, not one of our favorites.
1: Uh, Vader is ganged up on on the outside uh, by the anvil and Furnace and Lafon And bam, Vader wins out of nowhere. Just getting jumped by the team. And, uh... <sighs> Who's that guy? Wait a minute. Some guy ho- hops the railing. Some and, fan? Yeah. Some idiot fan? Right? He should be getting stomped and he starts fighting Anvil. Invader covers him up and Team Canada are kicking and this kind of looks real, but it doesn't. But then it kind of does. And they say it's a fan. Police are in the ring and they esc- escort this man in black. He must be a. Hmm. Some kind of. Black man. S- no, he's a white guy, but he's. Oh. Steve. <laughs> Blackman. Any <laughs> outside, <laughs> outside, they say the man will be persecuted. Wow. Yeah, they they gotta indicate that the person will be persecuted because they don't want fans. Running no. Yeah, you don't want to encourage that sort of Vader, thing. Say Vader. Yeah. You of all people. Yeah. No. But eh. hey, to each their own. People are some Vader, some are Vader heads. Yeah. Uh, we go to a commercial and back from that, and we get a double dose of Los B. Yes. It's Jesus and Jose. And uh, I noticed last episode. J and J. I know that last episode you had said that there was. um... (laughs) (laughs) Who was the member that.
2: That's right. Jose and Miguel? No, Miguel, Miguel. Jesus,
1: and Jose are the members. Yeah. uh...
2: Oh, who do they have? And I, I it, What it was, was there was a uh, a fifth uh, Los Bariquas. Not many people know about it, except for those of us. Carlos! Carlos! <laughs> except for those of us, Kobe, who are on the inside of the business and have intimate knowledge of the inner workings of Los Bariquas, like I have been privy to over the years as, uh, of, in, in the business, as a broadcast journalist, following Los Bariquas, Carlos didn't. Twenty years. Carlos didn't necessarily get a lot of screen time. No, okay. he
1: was like the fifth Beatle. Exactly. Carlos,
2: Carlos, the fifth Los yeah. B. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, he doesn't get the doesn't get the recognition he deserves. You know. Nonetheless, Ma- Hall of Fame. Yeah. Twenty
1: eighteen. We'll go back season two. We'll we'll bring up the Carlos spots. Oh,
2: we're gearing up.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be Jesus and Jose this time. Uh and cut that music. It's Road Dog with one G D O G. And Mr. Ass, he says. Road Dog and Billy Gunn. They destroyed the Black Jack's hats so they come down with them, cut all up and they're on. Yeah. And uh I hope they destroyed your stupid hat, J R, says Jerry. It's nice. <laughs> Thanks, King. Nice crown, says Jerry. <laughs> says JR. Nice save. Yeah. Uh, the fans are having some fun. Vince to the faggot because ah. People are not liking
2: uh, Billy Gunn, but yeah. Yeah. not. Nah, nah. And then we get... On... Is, this, is this Bethlehem tonight? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Bethlehem,
1: Pennsylvania. They do not like Billy Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, we might not have enough time for the Jeff Jarrett segment due to our time constraints. Fuck. Oh, fuck. It's just Dude, like, and this is our season finale.
2: I know. It's just like WrestleMania 10 when Jeff Jarrett's match got cut. Like, I was God. just like, God, we, we had to sit through this ladder match, and now we can't even watch Jeff Jarrett's 10-man tag? Oh, my
1: God. I guess we're going to have to sit through, like, Shamrock and HPK or something. Uh, Fuck. All right. Well, we'll go on. J-E-double-S. <laughs> Classic. JR says... Well, you wouldn't have to worry about that if you had your own network. Oh, cool. we wouldn't have to worry about that if we had our own network. We could do a lot of things. That's what Vince says. Holy Ooh. shit! That's cr- twenty years ago. They said that. Spooky, yeah. That is so weird. Yeah. Yeah, we get a victory from Road Dog and Billy Gunn. They go over Jose and hiso San Carlos and Spirit.
2: Yeah, Carlos they took the moral The moral loss.
1: Yeah, say goodbye to Los B until next season because we uh, won't see them coming up on the pay-per-view. Forever. But up next, it's going to be Ken Shamrock and HBK. Awesome. Back out, and uh, Shamrock is out, and we recap last week with Shamrock almost winning that title from Bret Hart. Man, that was a good match. Bret Hart was putting him over like it we said, and yeah. uh, then Shawn Michaels just interfered. And they're putting Shamrock over a lot at this time, and he's almost like the like we said the one a to Stone Cold.
2: Definitely, yeah, yeah. And they're I mean he is you got to understand like this was like the first time that like a like a a huge MMA star made their way into into pro wrestling. So it's um, you know it was a big deal when he first showed up as the guest referee all the way back at WrestleMania 13, Um, and they're doing everything they can to get them to this main event spot where they, you know, where they end up going from that from there. We'll see, but it's, you know, it's, it's clicking, it's working with the fans and, uh, you know, it's smart. It's good business. Yep. So, um,
1: yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels comes out and Ken Shamrock starts off hot before the pyro can even hit for Shawn Michaels or before the pyro can even hit for Shawn Michaels. And he takes advantage of Shawn Michaels in his entrance gear and all. Yep. And there's a front row sign that says Brett will be the jobber on Sunday. Wow. Good stuff. Shamrock throws HBK over the top rope onto Triple H in China and gets a huge pop for it. Yeah. Crowd loves Ken, Sham- Ken Shamrock right now. Like, yeah. Like you were saying. Um. They have a little back and forth, and Shamrock delivers a beautiful bridging fisherman suplex. One, two, and no. This will probably be the last time that we ever hear that on commentary. Yeah.
2: Isn't that crazy? It is. It's the end of an era.
1: Yeah. End of an era. That's it right here. Yeah. Season finale. We're covering it all. Yeah. I hear Sean call for a clothesline. Clearly, he says, clothesline me. And then they both go over the top rope. Uh, HBK gets tossed into the post and on the ground and Ken Shamrock stands right in front of China with his back turned and he's facing the post and he gets hit into the post. It's like, what did you expect, dude? Yeah. Yeah. China's not going to do anything. Uh, yeah. Rick rude comes out and we go to a commercial classic raw. Yeah. comes out, let's go to a commercial. We'll yeah. be back. <laughs> See where they end up. Back from commercial and Triple H is hitting Ken Shamrock and he tosses him back in the ring. And we get Jr. saying that Bret Hart is sitting at home resting. Wow. Yeah. He's just sitting at home resting.
2: Like an old like the old man he is.
1: Yeah. Vince says this Sunday you're finally going to see these two men who hate each other go one on one. Find out who is the better man and you're likely not to see this match ever, ever again. Could be match of the year, JR says. Wow. I lied, though. Ken rolls up, Sean, and we get a, oh, one, two, and a no. He beat him. No, he didn't. Uh, ah. Uh. Yeah. I lied more because HBK goes through a pin and we get a two and a no. That's the very last one. And, uh, yeah. And uh, HBK eats the post- Going for a spear on Ken Shamrock in the corner, and Ken delivers a brutal but ugly-looking back elbow swinging yeah. him into the ropes. And then he swings HBK into the ropes again, tries to do a spinning wheel kick, wheel kick, and it's ugly again. They yeah. like hit back to chest
2: almost. Yeah, yeah, it's not. not and
1: good. then he swings Michaels into the rope again, and then we go for a hurricane rana, but it's reversed into a power bomb by HBK, and we get it one last final fucking time
6: one two and a no he didn't get him he did not win he did
1: not win wow that is the very final one good one for hbk
2: and that's our show thanks guys thanks guys
1: (laughs) hbk goes for sweet chin music and ken shamrock ducks he gives hbk a belly to belly and triple h distracts the referee for a second. So Ken Shamrock can catch a sweet chin music boot. He catches it and tries to, to turn it into a dragon leg whip. And that looks yeah. fucking ugly as hell too. Yeah,
2: it looks ugly and painful at the same time.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then he rolls HBK over and has him in the ankle lock and HBK is tapping out right now, but the ref is dealing with China on the apron and does not see it. So, uh, Rick rude comes in with the Halliburton hits Ken Shamrock from behind and then the ref finally sees it, Earl Hubner, Bell beat down by DX, and we get Triple H delivering a pedigree on the Halliburton to Ken Shamrock. Ow. And we go off the air with Vince saying, Will Bret Hart lose the title this Sunday to Shawn Michaels?
2: I don't know, Vince.
1: Thanks, Vince.
2: Willie. Willie.
1: Wow. But uh interesting end or finish there because uh Or the whole match, too, because on the epilogue, we'll bring up some notes of Triple A, or sorry, on the epilogue, we'll bring up some notes of uh, HBK and Ken Chamrock because they continue their feud. Yes. And some things that HBK does throughout this match kind of like mirror what he does in the match that they'll have later. Yeah, yeah.
2: But I mean, uh, for the time being, they're you know find a way. I mean, with the schmaz to keep the uh, the ankle lock um, over as like the devastating submission hold that it is with the yeah. H. Now we're
1: getting into this tap out era too. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's no more like acknowledging to the ref. Yes, I give up. There's that's tapping out, and 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 it's part of that UFC influence that Shamrock brought with him. You know,
1: and they covered it in the they said Shawn Michaels is tapping out like we we you and I just went through the whole evolution of that where wrestlers are smacking on the mats to where we finally get more and more submission locks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. I think Bret Hart has a lot to do with that, too, because he was a submission based wrestler. Yeah. had the I quit match with. Bob Backlund yeah. and then some other things.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely more focus being put on, you know, the how a submission can, can end the match <laughs> uh, versus, you know, you look back to the 80s and, you know, can't think of hardly any top guys in WWF who yeah. uh, ended their match with a submission, uh, save maybe million, million Dollar Man comes to mind, but um, yeah. Yeah. Do new era for submission wrestling.
1: Yep. Even Flair didn't finish people off with the figure four like that.
2: Not as often as people remember. He yeah. was a
1: roll-up. Yeah. Roll-up guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe or matches. Mm-hmm. Uh. All right. Well, speaking of like uh, Flair and stuff, and this time of year, I went back and watched some WCW. Nice. Some old December 5th, 1987. Ooh. 30 years ago. Wow. Guess what the match was?
2: I'm going to say Flair versus Ricky Morton. Uh,
1: No, that was right after that feud. Okay. But it was Flair versus Michael PS Hayes. Oh, okay. That was a decent match. Yeah. And it ends with this fucking epic roll up of uh, Michael PS Hayes on Ric Flair. One, two, and they fucking go off the air. Really? Guess what? The next week, No coverage of it at all. Oh, Not even a word about it. Not even a word about the guys having a match.
2: Was it for the title, too? Yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) But it was classic TV, man. Yeah. It was awesome. It was a good watch. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it, man. This is the the last review that we'll do for this season.
2: This is it. This is it. This is what we've been building towards.
1: Yep. This is the... uh, I guess the, the plant starts to flower or whatever for the origin of the attitude. The this seed is was sown, everything.
2: This is the the bloom.
1: This is the bloom.
2: This is the, the full bloom.
1: Full blooming attitude. Yeah. <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> That's what they were going to call. The blooming attitude. <laughs> I'm glad WWF didn't take that for their DVD. <laughs> they wanted to, but we wouldn't let them have it.
1: Oh, yeah, the bloomin' attitude. Bloomin'
2: attitude. Hey, right. <laughs> come on down to Outback. <laughs> Sorry, we'll have to edit that out. <laughs> Get a bloomin' attitude.
1: It's your bloomin' attitude. <laughs> oh,
2: God. Uh, All right, that's never. That's never getting put in. Right. <laughs> This is WWF Survivor Series 1997
0: Gang Rules.
1: We are here, epic intro promo. Yeah, um, and yeah, they did a better one than me. Yeah, sort Milton of... Bradley karate fighter. <laughs> they did a better one than me. Oh man,
2: oh, they 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 called it Survivor Series and not Summerslam. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, the the promo was cool. The 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 video package up front is cool. It's sort of like a best of of the of the promos that we've uh, covered. You know, over yeah. the last two. You know. The last year, all the some of the best lines. Not some of the more personal lines, but uh sort of puts a nice little bow on it.
6: mm mm-hmm.
1: I think they did a good a good package promo. Yeah. Um, built the anticipation. You could have built it a little bit more, but this is more about getting it over with. Your yeah. your anxiety is built already. I wanna fucking see this match. I know at the yeah. age I was, uh, ten years old, I wanted to see this. This Me was too. it. And I wanted to see Bret Hart go victorious. Yep. Me too. Um, So we get this huge intro here, like we heard, but the entrance area is on fucking fire from the pyro. Jesus
2: Christ. There's nothing safe about the way they did this. Like... Because this is you know they don't have the Titantron, they just have like the little little entrance way,
1: the one that we love, the yeah. old school one, yeah, where they had first Survivor Series, uh, I mean SummerSlam, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, not not my favorite not my favorite entrance way. I'm partial to the early '90s neon one, but uh, anyway, the the point is that it was it's it's tiny, and so there's just the you know tunnel leading out, and then there's fans above the tunnel seated in the stadium, and they're all around it and yeah they're just shooting off pyro
1: little fire pyro racks yeah
2: like 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 it's all willy-nilly it's all fun and games until (laughs) until you start setting fans on fire which they eventually did yeah they did Uh, granted on a much bigger stage
1: but (laughs) this is the 11th annual survivor series yes second
2: Mm -hmm. longest running pay-per-view
1: wow nice and it's J.R. Jim Ross, joined by Jerry the King Lawler. And it's just a two-man team this time. No corny. No, no Vince either. Yeah. Wow, we'll we- never hear from Vince again, actually. Yeah. Uh, this rivalry and this match has been 18 months in the making. Jerry says, maybe even longer than that. That's <laughs> kind of right. I mean, we talked about since 92. That's true. Maybe even since 88, since they were in tag teams.
2: Smart. Smart yeah. comment from the king.
1: Yeah. Both these men refuse to lose, Jerry says, uh, but somebody's going to lose, and who's it going to be? <laughs> yeah. We got our Spanish announcers and our French announcers, but we can't hear shit. Thanks. Yeah. Audio quality would get better over time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it would. Vince, Goddamn. Yeah. It's just the talking heads that they fill. Just make sure the English... Make sure the English is going through. That's all that matters. Come on, Jack. All right. The first
1: match of the evening, I'm just going to scroll through a lot of these matches because we're going to get to the important parts here, yeah. which are the latter half of this pay-per-view. Yes, Because to be honest, the first half is just old Survivor Series stuff. And you'll see that later on, this is kind of why they got rid of it because it was lacking at the time. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through these matches and then we'll get up to the good business. The first Survivor Series match of the evening though is Headbangers out with their music, and they're joined by the New Blackjacks. And it's Road Dogg and Billy Gunn. They're out with the Godwins, and Road Dogg is running his mouth on the mic, and he says, "Seems that steers and queers are already in the ring." Yeah, uh. getting pretty uh getting pretty good (laughs) shit match though and we have barry windham with bangs not a good look for him. no he looks like 50 times older
2: and fatter yeah Yeah.
1: like this is the worst look he looks even better when he joins wcw in 99 with the west texas rednecks yeah like uh, i don't know i was confused for a second i was like no way yeah he looks like shit there
2: he looks better as the stalker barry windham
1: Uh, well, we start off hot with him and Phineas, and this is the first time Road Dog in, is in with Billy and Gunn at the end of the match, and they're in there with Thrasher and Bradshaw, the last four people. So uh, Bradshaw gives Road Dog a huge lariat, but gets rolled up, and we hardly see the count. It's like a one, two, three, and like no bell ringing, but yeah, Bradshaw's out of there. Then Thrasher is left with Road Dog and Billy Gunn and Billy Gunn gets the pin and the win after he hits Thrasher with a knee from the top rope while Thrasher was trying to cover Road Dog. And it's the New Age Outlaws here receiving their victory. The first opening match. Yeah. Big time for them.
2: Yeah, big things coming up for them for sure. Yeah.
1: All right, second match. It's the Truth Commission out with the Jackal. Yeah, Don Callis. Yeah, this is their first appearance on WWF pay-per-view. And I was like, is that true? But I guess the other one was a foreign. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. One well, night only. It's not in Canada. It's not, it's not Canada.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then their opponents are out on motorcycles. It's the DOA for the last fucking time on yeah. this season. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I mean, season two, we're going to go over their feud with Los B.
2: Yeah. I mean, classic. Yeah, classic
1: stuff, stuff that they did to Carlos. Yeah. Remember when they killed him? Oh. Why? Sorry, big spoiler there, but Jesus, R.I.P. Carlos. I mean Jesus.
2: Sorry, not Jesus. Uh,
1: big Schmas in the ring to start this match off with Schmaz? the truth. with the D.O.A. Yeah, no. and the Truth Commission, and it's a big nothing for the rest of the match too. Uh, finally, Don Callis gets on commentary, and that's what they wanted him there for, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so this is the first time we get Cyrus or the Jackal or. Uh, anybody this this is the first taste that we get on national tv yeah this character um and crush is the last one to to be on the team of doa against the truth commission's interrogator and sniper crush pins sniper with a tilt-a-whirl slam that he like pauses mid-air and it <laughs> looks like he's gonna hurt the dude and then he just like nope slam one two three uh, and then he gets right up and gets hit with a sidewalk slam by the interrogator. One, two, three. The s- interrogator's finisher is a sidewalk slam.
2: God bless him. He can, can't do much more. He couldn't. You know, he, he's not gonna. He's not gonna be thrown out like. Uh, you know.
1: I I just want to see interrogator versus Arn in an Arn Man match. 60 minute walks lane versus fine buster
2: 60 minute arm man match
1: (laughs) whoever hits the most yeah yeah it'll go down I'd
2: I'd pay money to see that
1: 100 foot ring or regular
2: (laughs) the Paul Bunyan the Paul Bunyan ring Paul Bunyan special guest referee
1: (laughs) okay Uh, JR says what's gonna happen tonight in the main event the fans are wondering too And uh, let's go to the fans one last time for this season to
9: see what the hell they're going to say and what they want.
2: Let's get the polls.
9: Well, ladies and gentlemen, everybody is wondering what's going to happen in the main event. And the fans here in Montreal are no different. We asked many of them earlier today to pick us a winner between Sean and Brent. Tonight, Hitman is going to lose the title tonight, even though I don't want him to lose it. Michael's going
4: to be
9: the
4: three-time champ. The main event, right. Sean Michaels, man, big time. Guys, he's the best of years, the best of us, and the best of every movie. C'est le meilleur de la n'y There's no other meilleur than him. It's true. It's our Canadian. Our
3: Canadian. Sean Michaels will win because, compared parce because Sean Michaels is the generation X, and number one. We traveled twelve hours just to see him win and kick Brett's butt. Brett va gagner, c'est ça. Il au Canada, il peut pas perdre. C'est ça, il va It's the
6: excellence of execution. Sean Michaels could go back to the USA, because we don't like him. We will follow Bret Hart all the way. Shawn Michaels is going down in Montreal tonight. That's it. That's
9: it. That's it. Certainly a variety of opinions, and you're looking at, at a live shot of downtown, beautiful
2: Montreal young sammy you zane there
9: well you did good I'm, I'm just looking at my calendar i don't know if my
2: calendar may be wrong is today halloween did you see the faces on these i just i always Ready assume any well, we wrestling to... show in montreal like you know pre-2005 that uh either sammy zane or kevin owens were there or both or both both
1: yeah good call Good call, yeah. So uh, interesting words by the first kid, the smart. Yeah, he says Bret Hart's gonna lose, but I, I, I don't want him to. Like, you know, yeah, basically saying it's like, yeah, I know what's gonna, up.
2: Yeah, he's like,
1: I read the Observer. Uncle
2: Dave told me what's gonna happen. All right, so
1: then we toss from J.R. and Jerry to Kevin Kelly in the AOL chat room, <laughs> huh? With the saddest, most bored. Looking stone cold Steve Austin in the background, but interesting enough that we're going to the AOL chat room and AIM said RIP uh-huh. one week ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. What well, now? I saw you, uh, you signed off with your screen name. What was it again? Juice, Juice
1: Man 1025.
2: Juice Man is there a story behind that?
1: Um, uh, well, it originally was uh, Cobbsy Fonzie.
2: Cobesy Fonzie, I yeah. like that, I like that better.
1: I know that was yeah. the original one um that that was what it created for me,
2: oh, uh, it wasn't even your own. that's
1: it just I'm Kobe and it just did Kobe z Kobe Koby yeah, so yeah, I was like, all right, I'll stick with it, and I had that for a while, and then um towards the end, I guess high school or early high school i I did. Uh, or maybe, yeah, late middle school, early high school, I did, um. that's like 2000, 2001, I guess, yeah. maybe. I did uh, Juice Man 1025. 1025 is my birthday, October 25th. There you go. And Juice Man is, I found a rap, and it's 3-6 Mafia, Juice Man.
2: There you go. Juicy J. Yeah.
1: And I was like, all hey, right, Juice Man 1025. It's perfect. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, you own- I.
2: I had I had a few different screen names. My, most men were boring. I would always base it on like some song or you know lyric that I liked and it wasn't clever or anything. Okay. I had um If and When We Rise 2 for a while which okay. was uh from a Streetlight Manifesto song.
1: What year do you think this is? This
2: is um this is circa like 2003, 2004. Okay. Yeah, so I'm getting into, like, late middle school, early high school stages, so that okay. was, but yeah, most of them were just, like, lyrics, I was very, like, yeah, I was very, like, moody teenager about it, I wish I would have been, you know, having more fun <laughs> with my screen name. Oh,
1: I was, uh, my OA messages were lyrics, depressing email oh, yeah. lyrics, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't even bother don't messaging don't know, me. About, yeah, um, That's interesting, we'll have to have a chat about that sometime, like, yeah, the difference of I guess cuz I'm a, a couple years ahead of you uh, in age the the difference of the technology because um a- AIM was around but we used it for after school and stuff we didn't have cell phones to use it on.
2: Yeah, and, no, I, uh, I didn't I didn't, didn't have it on a cell phone. Facebook
1: either. and stuff like yeah. that those were those came with like hardwired wired stuff. You had to exactly. go to the source. Yeah. You, yeah.
2: you had to sit down at your computer. Yeah. I'd dial up until I was like Actually, I had, I had dial up like all the way through high school because I moved to Virginia like cool. halfway through high school and okay. like I couldn't even get high speed at that point. Yeah. So I like stuck it out with a dial up connection until I was like 18 or 19.
1: Hey, you got to. Yeah. I, I did uh, DSL. Uh, I didn't get that until I was like, yeah, 17. Yeah. 16, 17. It was like late, but it was like I was paying for it. Yeah. Because nobody else in my family was like up to date. So I, I had to like. Like, that's what I was working for was yeah. to be able to get on the computer, get on the internet, yeah, and interact with people. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> or mainly, I used it for music, too, because I was into uh, Fruity Loops, like, back in the day, uh, producing music and yeah. getting into that stuff and uh, downloading music illegally, too.
2: Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. And
1: seeing boobs. LimeWire. Yeah. Kazaa. Uh, I think boobs were more important over everything, though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> boobs over everything yep wow did you ever go to wow women of uh, yeah that yeah. was
2: yeah. that site. was a website that i went to <laughs> <laughs> that, that that i fired that up with my dial-up connection and the page loaded slowly when i saw the pictures of sunny <laughs> they were not as i had remembered her <laughs>
1: All right, (laughs) Little
2: flashback though AOL chat room
1: That's what brought us to it Yeah Um, And Stone
2: Cold What in the hell am I doing here
1: Keep the memories (laughs) Uh, You know He's looking so bored But it's It's a guy That's typing Like a A shit brain He's just like One key One key Yeah like you gotta hire somebody who can at least type, right? It, even when they did a flashback, because I watched World War Three or whatever the event was in WCW going around this time, they did a flashback with um, Paul White, the giant Big Show, backstage, and he could type. Yeah, he had the, the well,
2: even with his huge, massive Paul yes. Bunyan-esque fingers.
1: Huh? <laughs> Someone say Paul Bunyan.
2: Say yes. Oh called Look at the ring finger.
1: Stone Cold is uh, backstage with uh, everybody on the AOL chat room and he mentions that the questions are about or his neck and is he going to be all right? And he's saying, you got to just fight and keep on going and that's what he's going to do here tonight. And it's about payback. That's right. Yeah. And next match, it's Team USA versus Team Canada. Ooh, The out of nowhere match. Yeah.
2: Yikes. Quite a build.
1: Yeah, recap of Steve Blackman's arrival. So we go over this and uh, then we go backstage with uh, Team USA and Mark Marrow and Steve Blackman look so similar. I know um, this might be racist, but all white people look the same. (laughs) Um, Vader introduces Goldust and the rest of the team and Goldust has F.U. makeup on his face and Alive Again written on the back of his head. And twice during the promo, he turns around to try to get it viewed. He's like,
2: can we, we look get at the back of my head? Can we get a shot?
1: Can we get a good shot? Yeah. They try to get tight in, but Mark Marrow's face gets in the way.
2: <laughs> so, Mark Merrow's face always gets in the way. God
1: damn it. I wanted to see Sable's t- I wanted to see Goldust's face. Angle's <laughs> music hits. Wait. Patriot's music hits. But there's no Patriot. Yeah. So they say the announcers in in francais mm-hmm. and he announces gold dust okay whoa team usa coming out to the usa music sweet yeah. why didn't they just play real american for christ's sake <laughs> mark Merrow comes out with sable she gets a better pop out of the group vader gets a good pop too and then steve blackman okay sweet
2: give that fan a contract
1: <laughs> yeah but um <sighs> Team USA gets booze overall. Yeah. Maybe. And just Vader as a leader, that was interesting, seeing Vader as like a U.S. leader like yeah. face. It didn't last long at all.
2: But no, no, yeah. You're seeing Vader cool. you know, sort of out for himself as a heel. But yeah, I mean, it worked.
1: Didn't have enough TV time, but it, it was interesting like – like I said about the WCW stuff, how they just hopped from storyline to storyline mm-hmm. back in '87, it was kind of still like this because the TV time was sparingly. Exactly. Now with all the storyline that they have, and t- I mean TV time that they have, their storylines are like fucking,
2: yeah, yeah, it gets, it gets <laughs> dragged out, you know, versus like being rushed. Not
1: the right way though. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Now Michael Cole goes backstage with Team Canada, and they say nothing. Not too, not too, not too much. Out to Bret Hart's music, and it's British Bulldog, Phil Lafon, Doug furnace and the Anvil Jim Neidhart. Awesome Team Canada, they're getting a really good pop here. And this is a uh, I see in the crowd a really cool version of the Canadian flag. It's pink and black. Oh, cool. So the the. You know where the red would be is yeah. black, and the white is pink, and the insert is a black heart logo, all black.
2: Pretty cool. That's awesome. I miss that.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Jr. tells us Phil Lafon is the only Canadian born, and Jerry says, "My only." favorite classic line he says don't ever let the facts get in the way of good story who cares <laughs> that's right because everybody else was born in the united states yeah. on team canada yeah it's pro wrestling uh Marrow and bulldog get it on to start and like i said i'm just going to jump through all this stuff uh but this is one that you could watch as long as yeah yeah this one in the the following yeah couple this one's, one's pretty pretty yeah. pretty fun um and this is kind of just like Canadian stampede because the Canadian fans these to these to those fans they these guys can do no wrong yeah they're the, they're the faces in this uh bulldog does a huge suplex on vader and it's awesome the crowd pops yeah that was amazing can't believe you lifted him up yeah. doug furnace is awesome in this match too uh vader and Goldust are in the ring finally and flashing forward gold dust Gets counted out on purpose because he doesn't want to participate. And then we get a lots of boos for this. Um, and Vader is trying to handle Bulldog and Furnace on his own. Furnace eats a Vader bomb. One, two, three. But Bulldog has the ring bell in his hand on the apron and just smashes Vader. And the ref sees it. One, two, three. Canada wins. Whoa. Oh, Bulldog just walks out with Furnace. No DQ? Without Furnace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The ref, I mean, he uh, he had to have seen it. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, Yeah, that's it. Uh, May, it was all right. So, we get next the winner of the Super Supper Sweepstakes, and it's Jacqueline Cook, and she's from South Carolina. And who did she pick? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Sweet. That was her pick. All right, cool. I would have picked Sonny, or I mean Sable. Whatever. Yeah. Then I have... Tisane. Oh, 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 oh! Here we go. How do you? So it is. How did you spell that? I spelled it T-I-S space S-E space A-N-O space S-O-O-O-O. I love o Space T-E, so, so, So it's the epic music. And it's a big promo for Kane and Mankind, this match that it's finally gonna happen. Yes. And it's about the um the build up for Kane and his destruction, his path of destruction before he has to face Undertaker or he's going to eventually meet him. Yeah. But uh yeah, we have a huge sign in the promo that's going on that says Kane lives dead man, and Kane is spelled C A I N. Huh. Interesting. They're not getting it right. That's from the Bible, but yeah, yeah, Bible, yeah, old old Merk away. (laughs) During the promo, the recap, um, there's a part where Cain sits up and he's doing that spot like I said earlier, and they replay the part where he says, "He sat up just like his brother, Taker, (laughs) (laughs) his brother, the Undertaker, brother Taker, -taker. yeah, the
9: brother Taker,
2: brother Taker." My new favorite, my new favorite term of endearment. There, hey, it,
3: Brother
1: Taker. Brother Taker. There is a wrestler in one league. Oh, that's <laughs> <It is>. right. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. You know?
2: yeah, he goes by a different name.
4: <laughs> but I like Brother Taker. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, so Mankind has a promo backstage, and he's talking about him going headfirst into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be Mankind versus Kane with Paul Bear. Awesome. And this is a decent monster match. Yeah, wouldn't I, you agree?
2: Yeah, and I was. I remember being really excited to see like an official Kane match and see what what it was going to be like. And uh, I think they put him in there with the perfect guy and, and Mankind, just you know, have that that awesome brawling style that that Mick Foley always brings with him. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I agree. I, I enjoyed the match. And yeah, yeah, at least
1: for their first meeting. Yeah, definitely. Um, mankind grabs Paul with the mandible claw. <laughs> Call with the claw. Yeah, I didn't mean for that. But then gets caught on the apron and tossed in the throat onto the table by Kane. This is an awesome spot. Um, and he just, you know, table spot right there. Yep. This is awesome. Uh, Kane and Mankind continue to fight outside, and we get a nice DDT from Mankind to Kane. And then we get the famous elbow spot from Mankind onto Kane from the apron to the floor. And Kane does a Brock Lesnar jump up on the apron. Yeah. This is awesome. I've never seen him do it again. Yeah. Uh, He just jumps up onto the apron as mankind is climbing the top rope on the outside and he grabs mankind by the throat and throws him to the outside.
2: (sighs) Total monster move. Holy
1: shit. Yeah. Mankind gets back into the ring and Kane is just standing waiting for him, like you fucking idiot. And then just grabs him. And tombstones him. Crucifix pin, one, two, three. Awesome match. Yeah. I like this.
2: Perfectly executed. Yeah.
1: And then we have a sign in the crowd that says, Kane is on fire. Kane spelled K-A-I-N.
2: Getting closer. We're
1: getting closer. Yeah. But he's K-A-N-E. Yeah. So uh, then we get an ad next. It's the first 3,000 to send in their cable bill. And they'll be... John Cena! <laughs> <clears throat> Michael Cole is standing by with Vince McMahon and Sergeant Slaughter. This is interesting. Yeah. We gotta go to this audio for sure.
9: And we're gonna send you absolutely free a World Wrestling Federation dog tag. But like you said, it's limited to the first 3,000 fans so get that get that cable bill in right away. Those are limited edition dog tags, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Michael Cole is standing by with uh, commissioner slaughter and of course vince mcmahon
5: that's right jr and commissioner uh, unusual tension in the air this evening we have extra security backstage
8: at the locker room area, so nothing will happen back here i assure you that
5: vince it's important that wwf fans get to see this match this match of course uh, was to have happened on a number of occasions and it did not for a number of reasons hopefully we will have none of those reasons And the fans of Montreal and the fans all over the world will get to see this extraordinary match with two of the greatest WWF superstars in history. Vince, I'm going to put you on the hot seat now. Who's going to win? I don't know. It's Vince McMahon and Commissioner Slaughter. We are
2: the nation! So we've talked a lot about, um, you know, this season about our, our, you know, our perspective as as children watching this. Uh and even uh you know, nine years old, however old at eight or nine years old, I I knew like when he said that, I was like, this guy's full of shit. Like this guy knows exactly who's gonna win. And yep. uh you could just you could see it in his face. And I was like it just it struck me weird then and then you go back and rewatch it now and it's like, what were they trying to Trying to get across here. here.
1: Yeah, I think it was the character of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Uh, You see him right here. He's in a full-out suit. Yep. Open-buttoned, like under, I guess, button-up shirt. No tie. Yep. This is not the Vince McMahon that we're used to ever seeing. No. Uh, He's usually in WWF apparel, Mm -hmm. nerding it up. Yeah. uh, Tight-knit. Uh, this is like laid back Vince McMahon it's casual Friday it. Vince, yeah, he's the boss, yeah uh Boca Raton Vince McMahon <laughs> <clears throat> this is awesome this is he's like that face that he makes that smirk, that smile, you yeah. know, like you yeah. said, and um, I was like, what, and the whole thing too with hearing that this is gonna be the last time you see it, I was like. What is going on? Yeah. Like, I was so confused. Yeah.
2: Cause I didn't even know that Brett was leaving.
1: No. Yeah. It's very confused. Yeah. Uh, and now the nation of domination come out and as Jr. says, folks, we've had a lot of these false starts and uh backstage disputes. And tonight that's why Vince, ba- Vince McMahon is backstage to make sure that this match between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels is going to happen. And Jerry says, and I was there for, uh, first hand in the dressing room for more than one of those, uh, backstage encounters. And tonight it's going to be one-on-one and we're finally going to see. Wow. Pretty cool. Yep. Bringing up the backstage stuff too. Backstage. We get doc DOK, uh, and he's with Ken, the Legion of doom and Ahmed and Ken and Hawk deliver some mediocre promos. Ken Chamrock gets a good pop as he comes out. Same for Ahmed and the road warriors. Well, they get a LOD pop or a road warrior pop or how do you, whatever you say.
2: Always, always good
1: reaction. (laughs) Uh, last two in this match for the NOD versus Ken, LOD and Ahmed are the rock and Ken Shamrock. There's a lot of near falls in this. This is a good encounter. Um, the rock does his people's elbow officially, with no reaction at all. It is the strangest thing to see.
2: Yeah, yeah. He puts all the he puts all the mustard on it and just just nothing.
1: nothing. One, two kick out. Yeah. Yeah. Ken hits a hurricane rana and King says, I would have had that in mind too. Yeah. Good move, King. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um Ken snaps and just does the ankle lock and he's like Dah! Hits Rocky with it. Nice pop for him. Rocky taps out. That's it. Yeah. Wow. And then this epic music. Are you ready? Boom,
4: boom.
1: Yeah, what is this? It's Degeneration X. It's the first official theme that we hear from them. Yeah. But it's December 7th. It's a pay-per-view in your house. Oh, one of the last ones, too. D-Generation X, Sunday, December
2: 7th. Getting their own pay-per-view, much like WCW did with NWO. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a different result, but you uh, you can see they're sort of uh, pushing them in that similar direction.
1: You say I'm ripping them off, Jack? No. No, brother.
2: All right. Let me tell you something, brother Taker.
1: All right, then we get a recap of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we recap the stitches that he got in the King of the Ring tournament. The victory over Jake the Snake Roberts. Then the Austin finish of uh WrestleMania thirteen where he won't give up but he's bloody as hell. Yeah. Moments after that him firing uh arrows at you know, the with his bow and arrow at Owen, uh him getting dropped on his head with the tombstone. And uh you figure he weighed like 245, 250, and you get dumped in your head, and uh, you get put in the position, and you just don't give a damn. That's right. Yeah. I just love that. It's about, you figure I'm about 245, 250. (laughs) You get dumped on my head. Yeah. Um, And Austin is on a mission, and he's going to get this belt, and he's going to whoop Owen's ass, and it's payback for him. It's oh, yeah. not about just the regular match, it's payback. And uh Stone Cold Steve Austin's music hits and it's on. Glass breaks halfway, like half assed. Yeah.
2: He's gotta like kick his way through the rest of it.
1: He he like attempts to shoulder and he's like, I don't wanna fucking cut my arm up. Yeah. I'm not Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> he misses all the future. Uh he gets a huge pop though. Uh and then but we get this sign in the crowd and it's like this little chode dick i figured it out what it is i'm gonna post a picture did you see it
2: no i missed it I'm... it's
1: like a little cho dick it's like two balls and a little dick and the head is covered by like a montreal chef hat and it's supposed to be stone cold it says stone cold stocks
2: wow
1: yeah points. and it's right front row
2: points for creativity on that yeah,
1: one i'm gonna i'm gonna show it uh so yeah team canada out with owen hart though wow He's a coward. No. But the crowd loves him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, lots of stalling at the beginning. Owen throws a shirt and Anvil tries to sneak around the back and he gets a stunner for his troubles. And Owen gets advantage of Stone Cold and Stone Cold throws some punches at Owen's Owen in the corner. And J.R. says Stone Cold looks to be opening up a can of whoop ass on Owen. And this is the first trademark time we hear that, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's yet to drop it in a promo. Open up a can of whoop we'll ass. Yeah.
1: Owen tries to leave with Team Canada as they go backstage and Austin runs after him and knocks him down in that entrance area and tells uh Team Canada to come on back for their troubles too. He's like, Come on, come on But they're they're nowhere to be found right now. Yeah, they're gone. Why did they leave? I don't know. But they did. Yeah. Yeah. Then Austin and Owen brawl around the ring and Owen tries to choke Austin with the camera cord and he tells the ref to DQ me. Then DQ yeah. me then. Yeah. He just, let me <laughs> and keep he the rings bell. the bell himself. Yeah. He's like, ding, ding, ding. It's like, come on. Uh, kind of weird how he rings the bell, but then later. Yeah. He yeah. Gets the bell rung on that. brother. He back in the,
2: rings the bell.
1: <laughs> gets the <laughs> row rung upon thy brother. <laughs>
2: Taker. <her>.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the ring, Owen stomps on Austin and then Austin reverses and does his classic stomp. And Jerry says, he's stomping a mud hole in him. And Jr. says, and walking it dry. There you go. Wow. Patented lines.
3: A lot of magic.
1: Yeah. This is the origin of the dawn of the cusp of the... (laughs)
3: Yeah. The cusp of the crowning, attitude.
1: the
2: crowning of the attitude era. The cusp of attitude, yeah, should have that should have been our title. The cusp. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, Owen goes for a tombstone, but it's flipped out by Austin, which is an awesome spot. Yeah, and he flips him the double bird, kicks him in the stomach, and gives him the stunner. One, two, three, new intercontinental champion. There you and go. Immediately, Phil Lafon runs in and gets a stunner same with furnace and uh yeah the crowd is going all like all wild for this
2: yep so stone cold gets his retribution gets his title back um i think in a in, you know under a different set of circumstances this this match could have gotten a lot more time uh because it's short right it's only it's, it's like probably around five minutes yeah um a lot so of schmoz, of yeah stalling. yeah would have been nice to see them get like a proper like blow off to the to the feud um but, uh, yeah, I mean, for what it was, it was fun, and Stone Cold gets his belt, and he's rolling on down the road. Yeah, this
1: is it. This is the official uh, rebirth of the Stone Cold movement. Yeah, This is it. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was building in a lot of ways. You're, he's building his brand up. Yeah. And now this is full-fledged. Like, yeah. now we're not going to see the same Stone Cold in the ring. No. Like, technician-wise, as yeah. far as, like, him receiving spots.
2: Yeah, the Stone Cold of a year ago, the Survivor Series 96, putting on a technical classic with Bret Hart, the, those days are gone. Yeah. But, I mean, he's still, you know, he's, to his credit, shifted his style, um, and he's moreover every single time he comes out.
1: Yep. And this is it. This is the cusp. Of-
2: this is the cusp of of Stone Cold, of the Stone Cold era. But I mean it's quite quite a journey for him, uh, you know, 97 start to finish, and you now he's he's ready to go. Yep.
1: All right, and then we get this awesome ad. Let's go to this ad.
8: I know what you're thinking. I'm not a real athlete. I'm just a wrestler. I'm six foot ten. 328. Pounds. I was a consensus All-American. Played football for the Dallas Cowboys. My jersey was retired at Florida State. I was voted the greatest sports hero in Germany three years in a row. When you step through those ropes, bad things do happen. Had over 200 stitches. I suffered a dozen concussions. I've broken bones. I've separated shoulders. Bad Bear broke my neck. I've blown out knees. But I still got up. This is who I am. This is what I do. I'm not really an athlete. This isn't real
7: by Lacey
4: Michael.
9: A great deal of attitude here, ladies and gentlemen. We've seen it here tonight. You're going to see a lot more of it momentarily. Two of the most do- dominant and two of the most premier perennial great athletes in the history of the WWF are moments away from locking up here in Montreal. This is what it's all about. How many times have we heard Shawn Michaels say, I don't lay down for anybody. And how many times have we heard Bret Hart say he's the best there is, the best there was, the best there will ever be? We're going to find out. One of them's got to put up or shut up. They both got to put up. One of them will be shut up. Well, folks, this is very, very personal. This match is going to be stiff, no doubt about it. The competition cannot be keener. This, I'm sure, will get you ready.
2: so that um on that on that ad there we get the wwf attitude signature at the end uh right after brett of all people uh gets the delivers the final line uh that's it man
1: yeah. i told you we were on the cusp we fully
2: pinched we're we're past 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 Sorry. the cusp we're we in the we're we're no, in it now we're in the cusp
1: um yeah that was it that was pretty cool
2: yeah it's a good. It's a good. Ad. I, I I liked was, that
1: as a kid. I was like, yeah, man. Everybody makes fun of fucking wrestling, but watch that
2: shit. Yeah. This is new. No, this is no bullshit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But doesn't it suck every time like somebody is around that doesn't watch wrestling and yeah. they're watching wrestling with you? The worst type of wrestling is going on in front of you.
2: Yeah, that's that's like Murphy's Law, or, or I don't know, yeah. not, not Murphy's Law, Wrestling's but yeah, Law. yeah, like the worst possible, the most embarrassing. Backlund's Law. Yeah, Backlund's Law, it's perfect. <laughs> Backlund's Law states that if a person, if you're watching wrestling while a non-wrestling fan is in the room, it will be the worst segment of that show, be the worst, most embarrassing match of whatever you're watching. Uh, that they will see and then allow them to be, you know, drive home that point of, ha, huh, that shit's fake. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, it's fake, right? Yep. To which my retort is always, you know, so are movies. Right. So, so it's, it's everything. Television shows. Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: you but, know that's produced, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, hey. is, so is The Walking Dead.
2: But, yep. you know, this isn't as boring. Uh,
1: yeah. So that was... That was nice to see as a kid. I was I was like, All right, cool. And I'll keep Brett in it for a little bit. Yeah. So we get that epic promo for the match. It's actually the same thing that aired at the beginning. So I'm not even gonna waste our time with listening to it or any of the fans' time of listening to it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we hey, look, you've been in that bathroom for about two hours now. And uh we're very happy to to take up a little bit more time to keep you away from Kevin. Because Ke- let's face it, Kevin's boring as fuck. I mean, he's like, oh, let's play Call of Duty. Like, dude, it's not 2009. Like, I don't want to fucking play Call of Duty. Yeah. But that's what we're here for, popping those earbuds. Right. Let's talk wrestling. Fucking
1: Halo. He was talking oh, about Halo, God. too, I think. God, geez,
2: What a fucking gross, jackass. Dude other side jackass on
1: with the podcast you got a little bit left just like flush one time yeah and then say oh i think i gotta (laughs) go again
2: (laughs) Uh.
1: um so all right this is it man the main event and oh my god this is so epic the music
2: jim johnston yes
1: also, rest in peace to his contract. Yeah,
2: future endeavor. I mean What the hell? CFOs man. have been on the scene for a while. They've been producing a lot of like the, the awesome new themes like you know, Bobby Rude, Shinsuke. You know a lot of the the great new themes that are out are produced by by these guys, but you figure they would want to keep Jim Johnston around just for Dude, for makes... the same reason they keep Finkel around, you know?
1: But also I think <laughs> the the way he did music was characterized uh, i mean he had the personality for the this each each song had carried the personality yeah. of the wrestler yeah and it was like through that like very strong and he didn't just make like like uh, hip hop based producer myself and I'll do regular music as well but yeah uh knowing hip hop it's a lot of loops and it it's continuous and that's how i feel with cfos like there's True. some good stuff minus their Shinske, yeah like which has some good feel to it but still it's like the same thing over and over but jim johnston had like good guitar breakdown solos like
2: it's like structure up in yeah. the
1: song like it was a little it was a little in, in, <coughs> intricate
3: yeah
2: you know? there was an there's yeah like because i mean he didn't there's also like the difference of technology because like when he started like he couldn't just do everything you know, digitally and like set those loops up. I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. you know, dude
1: learned every instrument. And yeah. If he didn't know it, he would learn it for the song. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's done a couple of podcasts. He was on Stone Quilt's podcast a few years ago. And it's just like, I'm always fascinated. Yeah. Um, to hear like his, his thought process and like coming up with these different themes and I mean,
1: watching the videos. Have you seen the videos on YouTube of him? Uh, I've seen In the music. Yeah. Like a couple. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool, man. Yeah. So, uh, RIP to him, but he did this epic music that, yeah,
2: which they still use. I love when they use it for like when the cage is lowering too.
1: And it's Triple H and he's knocking on the door, not Kevin. Fuck off, Kevin. (laughs) It's Triple H knocking (laughs) on the door. And he's like getting HBK out of the dressing room. Yeah. Wow, this feels so fucking cool. Yeah. Like I'm just putting on my glasses and looking at my friend, like, yeah. Are you watching wrestling now? Yeah. And they're not. It's not they're not watching They're on paying attention on their phone. Fuck them. So Shawn Michaels hit music <laughs> hits for like one of the last times for this era.
2: Yeah. Right? Won't hear that again until, you know. I guess they would they would hit, they would let it drop when I when think they'll drop
1: it a couple more times. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. We'll see on that blog. Yeah. Uh he walks out alone. Ooh. To some booze, and a drink just gets thrown right in his face. Yeah. Oh, he's like, "Fuck yeah," he's eating it up. Yeah. He wanted the smile so much. I saw that like look on his face. He was like, mm. "Yeah." Uh, Hbk with the Canadian flag, ooh, in hand, fireworks. He cleans out his nose with the flag. Classic spot from Hbk.
2: Vintage.
1: Yep. And then there's a sign in the crowd. Uh, it's DX drawn out, but they're all naked with maple leaves, club, like, covering up their genitals.
2: Yeah, I can't tell if this is pro Canada or anti. I don't know what it is. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a weird sign.
2: Yeah, all right. I see it all the time, though. It <laughs> pops up like in every every clip of this match I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: then backstage uh it's brett putting on his leather for the last time in wwf
2: it's wearing his leather
1: it's like you guys take all years off I'm <laughs> putting mine on this time all right last time
2: you guys lose the
1: jackets <laughs> you guys i like how brett's a <laughs> mafioso person now <laughs>
2: all i'm saying guys is if, I, if you all are wearing your jackets then
8: there's
2: gonna be no effect of me wearing my jacket come on holy shit
1: it's like it's almost like a mob movie like in the way the hitman is about to get a hit on him and he's putting on his leather jacket for the last time <laughs> and nobody else is coming out with him
2: full circle
1: wow man crazy yeah
2: taking the Bret heart Hitman character and blowing his brains out. He said, "Hmm." Smart. Walking with the anvil,
1: bulldog, and blade, his son wielding the Canadian flag. Fans are already hot for Brett. We get a Brett, 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 as they're still backstage. Wow. Yeah. Brett gets a huge pop when he comes out. The look on his face, unease. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. He just looks uneasy. We get a sweet graphic scrolling through the screen for the WWF championship and it swipes across and has a sound effect. It's like (laughs) Yeah. Sweet. They're gonna start using this a lot. Big fight feel. Yep. And the twenty one year old veteran is ready. That's what JR says. Says it's been a long journey for the hitman this match took 18 months to get it done and the smart money is you will never ever ever see it again that's smart money man when i heard that when i watched this when i was like more cognitive to wrestling and what was going on um i think it was like uh, it gotta be like 10 years ago by mm-hmm. now when i like rewatched it or when the book came out when i got the book yeah I think, um I just rewatched it, and it, that gave me chills, man. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Dead on. And they knew, and they were giving it away right in front of you, and yeah. you didn't know. And I didn't know as a 10-year-old. No. Yeah. It was like movies when shit goes over your head. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And then you go back and you rewatch it, and you're like, fuck. All right. Well, this is
1: it, man. Let's get into this match. You yeah. ready? This is the This is the main event. <clears throat> I'm going to break down. I got some blow for blows here. Let's go. Sean looks smug as ever and yeah. smiles at the camera. Brett still looks uneasy. Nervous almost. Yeah. I'd say. Perhaps this is the biggest egos in wrestling are going to collide tonight. Here. Jerry says Earl holds up the belt, the referee for the match and HPK starts out hot and hits Brett from behind. And the crowd is eating this up. They're booing. And Sean gets clotheslined over the top. And Brett uh, sends him to the post. And the bell hasn't even rung yet. No, this match hasn't started. No. Brett sends HPK over the railing. And they're scuffling in the crowd. The crowd is loving it. Back on the mat. Over towards the ringside. And JR says, Commissioner Slaughter and Vince McMahon are here now. A couple of refs are here too. Wow, everybody's coming down. It's interesting. HBK chokes Bret Hart with an American flag. wonder where he got that. But uh, Anyhow. Yeah. JR says, if Bret Hart loses, there is a lot of speculation that this may be his last match in the WWF. And as I'm hearing this, I'm like, what? Wait, why didn't anybody Fuck?
2: tell me about this before?
1: And HBK throws Hart over the rail now, and he's in control throws him into the rail, and they fight into the crowd, and HBK gets a backdrop on the mat by Hart. This wow. looks phew, deadly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Briscoe comes out now. We see him and Pat Patterson. A couple of more agents on the outside. And Vince is yelling, get in the ring. Get in the ring. Damn it. Damn it. Wow, it's it's Vince turning more. Vince. God damn it. And Michaels and Bret Hart fight on the entrance ramp. And um, a, a, a huge backdrop from Hart to HBK. And then that huge suplex that we both love where yeah. Hart jumps with it. They do that on the fucking concrete ramp or Man. the at least the carpeting. There might be padding on I don't know. But yeah, yeah it looks deadly. Yeah.
2: I wonder like how many, you know, this this match did so much damage to, to Sean's back. Obviously you're not gonna put the entire injury on this match. No. But it, it took it took time off but, of his career. Yes. For sure.
1: I think a lot of this ninety seven year of Sean overselling or taking a lot of bumps. Yeah. N ninety six while he was on the run. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think also like the the scarcity of his work in '97 probably didn't help things either, because I think when, when you're you know when you're wrestling 300 times a year, your body gets used to taking those bumps. Whereas sean has been in and out, in and out all throughout the year, so those bumps probably, you know, I'm no doctor. <laughs> no, I but, agree, man. You yeah. don't get going. Yeah,
1: I wasn't rolling there. I wasn't really running before the match that I had, and I tore. Yeah muscle and I was like wow that's, right. that's because I wasn't stretching and doing it yeah
7: yeah
2: so, yeah yeah he takes a, his back takes a beating and you know it's no surprise a few months down the road when he's so.
7: yep
1: Uh HPK gets back up and he decks Pat Patterson in the face just yeah Pat Patterson's got to eat a hit every now and then of course you know, Hart and HPK have been playing with him this whole feud which yeah. is cool Hart and HBK are fighting again and slugging it out and they rammed into uh referee Tim White. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You alright?
2: <laughs> Sorry. Taking a stair bump. My
1: dog just took a stair <laughs> bump. <laughs> all right, so Michaels and Hart are fighting on the entrance. Ramp and they're slugging it out and they get rammed into referee Tim Wright and Hart throws HPK into the rail and over some speaker thing and onto the concrete again goes HPK like that hip in the back area like we're talking about and then um, he gets smashed into the box by Bret Hart again. And they fight in the um, little entrance dome that we love. Yeah. And this is cool because Brett just throws Sean into it. And it's like, I don't know, it reminds me of No Mercy where you're in that little entrance way too. Yeah. But nobody else has ever done this ever, like thrown the person into that thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. just fighting there for a little while. Yeah. It's a cool vibe.
1: Brett punches Jack Doan in the face. The other referee, Vince just shrugs at this point. He's just like... <laughs>
2: Oh, God damn. The bell hasn't even rang.
1: Third referee down. Fuck. Uh, then Brett just rakes the eyes of HBK as HBK is on the ground. And Brett punches and drags HBK um, towards the ring and back over the railing once again and throws HBK into the ring finally. And the crowd pops huge because they're finally going to get this on. And the bell finally rings. Sweet. Brett chokes HBK with that Montreal flag. Oh, sweet. He grabbed the Montreal flag. So he's trying to reciprocate, but um, the ref breaks it up. You know, this is the start of the match. Let's get clean. We get some uh, beautiful atomic drop by Bret Hart to HBK. JR says, Bret Hart is owning the challenger. HBK does an awesome flying forearm to recount they swing off the ropes, and this looks like, I mean, this is like boom, yeah. full force. That was me, and I yeah. scared the dog. <laughs> full, full force. Full force. <laughs> and we hear some Sean is gay chants.
2: Even yeah. in Canada.
1: Yeah, but Sean kicks Brett, stomps Brett in the face, grabs a Montreal flag, and then chokes Brett Hart. Hmm. Carry on with the front face lock by HBK to Bret Hart. Bret Hart throws HBK off, though. It's a nice little spot. Um, Then finally um, starts elbowing the knee. HBK goes up for a cross body and reverse to a pin attempt from Bret Hart. Then we finally get Bret Hart back on the leg. He grabs the leg towards the post, going for that figure four leg post that we've seen my favorite. Uh, but no, HBK um, knee goes against the post instead. Then he applies the figure four on HBK. After that, the referee separates it. And then he, we get Bret Hart dragging HBK to the center. He hammers on the knee again. Then he sits that leg on the rope and sits on it. We don't see a wrestler doing this a lot of days now. No. Maybe Randy Orton, but...
2: Uh, he doesn't, that's about it. Yeah, he doesn't do it often if he does. And yeah. it's, it's an effective...
1: Uh, I like that move. Yeah, yeah. So he sits the leg on the rope again and does it again. Nice. Then we finally get Bret Hart dragging HBK back into the center of the ring. A figure four leg locked on. Right there, yep. And no. HBK reverses. Ooh. And then we get... um. The guy's getting broken up, and they're both up, and Brett swings HBK into the corner. We get that famous corner spot. So two spots in a row from HBK that he replicates from Ric Flair. Then immediately we get a Russian leg sweep where Brett just catches HBK out of that corner spot and swings him into the Russian leg sweep. And then Brett with the patented suplex that we saw earlier, but this time in the ring. One, two... Oh, no. And then we get them both up, and Brett hits Sean with that backbreaker. That's awesome, too. Uh, and then Bret Hart goes to the top rope. He doesn't go to his his signature second yeah. rope. This is odd. weird. And he goes for a punch or a axe handle, but HBK pulls Hebner in front, and they all collide together. Hmm. Hebner is down. HBK gets up, and... He rakes Bret Hart in the eyes, and then he grabs the leg, and what is this? Goes for the what? 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 He he's going for the sharpshooter on Brett? Bret's un- interesting maneuver as the is getting up, and then Hebner just gets up and ring the bell, ring the bell, ring the bell, Bing, 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 and Bret Hart just looks at Vince. Yeah. After this ringside, they're they're zooming out, but they go to Brett's face, and he's like, he knows what happened. Yeah, he got screwed out. Like yeah. the bell rang, he didn't tap he out. Was,
2: he was going for Sean's leg to try to reverse the sharpshooter. Right when the and bell he rang, just
1: immediately spits in Vince's face. Yeah, and uh, Sean grabs the belt and goes out, and the fans throw a bunch of trash. And ladies and gentlemen, good night from Montreal. That's it. We just go off the air. That's it. Interesting. Wow.
2: Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, as kids watching this were left, I, I don't know. I was, I was sad. I was confused. Like, I, like, I could infer that this was probably Brett's last match. I was like, but did I was he? still like didn't like. He didn't give up? He He didn't you know, there wasn't like a head nod, there wasn't a tap out, there was nothing the camera
1: angle was kinda more focused on Sean and not the front facing of Brett, so you couldn't tell. Yeah. I was confused, nonetheless. Yeah. But we would find out later. Um and we will find out later. Yes. And that's it folks. This is it. Uh Bret Hart gets screwed out. Of the uh, title right here. Yeah. We'll follow up with Bret Hart's book, the epilogue of everything, the fallout of this Montreal screw job. Yes. Everything that's gone on these 12 episodes with I Lied, another episode. Yes. Episode 13.
2: Lucky number 13. Yes. The
1: epilogue. Um, that'll be it. we we'll, Crazy turn of events. Yeah, Jimmy. What do you think?
2: Just um, you know, we're we're obviously we're gonna do the deep dive on it in the epilogue in terms of you know how this came to be and and uh, and why it happened and you know what the circumstances were and some you know theories that you have um on whether or not this was just one giant work that that even Brett was in on, um. But the bottom line. The damnedest bottom line of all the bottom lines is that uh Bret Hart's career in WWF is, is effectively over um and uh just something so shocking because it's no, you you don't see uh, reality sort of intrude uh the world of the world of wrestling you would never seen anything like that on, on that stage on that level of a, of a huge pay per view um and just all the animosity and all the all the circumstances coming to a head, and like this anticipated match, and it ends with. It's supposed to be an excellent the biggest exclamation point, and it turns out to be a big old question mark.
1: Man, uh, I, I think you hit it on the head right there. Yeah, I think that's Vince McMahon's aim for this whole Attitude Era. Yeah, that's the branding uh, appropriation of anything can fucking happen here. Yeah, Jack. Um, it's the blend it's they're a television show that is doing sports entertainment so yeah. sports the best thing from there is the realism that you get in the um the rivalries and the mm-hmm. combatants entertainment is the stories that they tell between right good guy and bad guy right. or shades of gray characters yeah so mix the both and you got WWE That's WWF right. but um most importantly this is a this is like they're the only TV show that I know that can break the fourth wall and like fifth wall like you know you get like yeah. meta shit within yeah. like it's like it's crazy yeah it's very it's very intriguing how how this whole story that we followed this origin of attitude into the attitude era has, Still, been the, the way they tell stories in professional wrestling. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, it's, it's that shades of gray. And, uh, wrestling used to be more like who who's the guy who can take the guy. Now, right. Yeah. Now we're getting to, into that guy really doesn't like that guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, this is they a actually show, hate each other. Yeah. 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 No, the, the echoes of this are, you know, have been felt, you know, for the past 20 years and to this day. I mean, Um, The whole concept of of a work shoot and and trying to keep, you know, um, a lot more focus on like throwing out stuff like that for smart fans who pay attention to the inside of the business and, you know, trying to trying to keep them keep them guessing, essentially. Um, And this was the, you know, the most one of the most shocking, if not the most shocking incident in the history of pro pro wrestling as a whole. Um,
1: And I think they'd like to keep it that way. Yeah. um... Think we as fans we look back at it as well.
2: Yeah, that'll
1: uh, never change. And to me, in a, uh, in some ways, you kind of look at Hogan taking over the his era. Yeah, and Stone Cold taking over his era. Somebody had to do a job for somebody. So Iron Sheik and Backlund had this match, mm-hmm. and apparently Backlund didn't. Want to wrestle anybody but another wrestler like Iron Sheik, mm-hmm. kind of like brett and sean Yeah, and the heel had to take the title. Yeah, then the next era had to take that title. Ah, uh, kind of interesting, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I see some parallels so there. That was twenty
1: years ago, or I mean, ten years from that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, changing of the guard is not—it's yeah. not always a uh, not always a peaceful transition of power in the no. world of wrestling.
1: But that's it for our regular season, and we'll get into the epilogue episode 13, the follow-up of what happens to our four characters and everything else throughout the Attitude Era. Yeah. I'm sure we all know, but we're going to get in depth of what yes. we thought and how we felt of them going through the times
2: and especially the fallout of this particular incident. is going to be, uh, you know, something that we, that we touch base on because so much happened that night after the match. Yeah. Um, it's just a crazy, crazy night in Montreal that is now 20 years ago. Just yeah. Insane in its own right to think about. I know. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it we're going to get into all the fallout and, uh, sort of wrap this thing up.
1: Yeah. And you can find us as always on molehole Yes. And a bunch of other illustrious podcasts on there. And we're trying to figure out, we're going to do the season two of Los B. Yeah. Of course, but Uh, we're trying to figure out our season three. (laughs) So we, we need some help from the fans and we got a couple propositions of what we could follow for the next season of Retromania.
2: Retromaniacs. We want to know What you want to hear Which direction You want us to go in um, Because yeah Los Barrique was sort of like It's like the never ending Project Cause like I I'm on the phone With Miguel Like every other day And I, some of the stuff I find out Is just I don't even know Like I don't even know If it's safe To put on the internet Yeah true Um But at any, at any rate We have a couple ideas Uh Kobe, do you want to? you want? How do you want? I'm
1: gonna. I'm gonna throw one out. Do you want to throw one out? Yeah. Uh, I'll, actually, I'll throw two out and then you throw okay. one out. And then, All right. Because uh, I had a couple. I know this. This may be boring, but the evolution of H. The Dream. game. The story of Triple H from this point, from 1997, basically his introduction from the WWF and until he. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Paul Levesque, the man himself, till he gets his first title reign. Um, we kind of follow the way we do with the origin of attitude. And, yeah. Uh, almost like a buy pay-per-view type thing, uh, his yeah. feuds and go through that. Um, it, it could be interesting. His character changes a, a, a lot and quite frequently. Yeah. And he ebbs and flows with his wrestling
2: style as well absolutely so. yeah and it's sort of you know uh, as far as the timeline sort of picks up where we're leaving off so I like I think that would be that would be a cool way to continue through the timeline from a from a different perspective
1: sure sure so yeah the next idea that I had was the uh, the woo of the stinger yeah. the I don't know the, <laughs> I don't know the
2: the, I like that title, the stardom of the
1: Stinger. Yeah. Anyhow, it's the first run of Sting in WCW because he gets picked up around um, late '86, uh, early '87, and WCW NWA, and he's a contender for the heavyweight championship, and he's like gaining towards Ric Flair, and he gets some speed bumps and hurdles but they're still trying to go for this guy. So we would follow his run and his leap of absence and then back to his run and then his little hiccup and then until he wins his first world title. And then kind of glimpse over the rest of how they book the stinger, but yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think people remember Sting as this awesome entity that came in and yes he did come in hot but he had a lot of hiccups and uh, hurdles he was almost the Dolph Ziggler of the time but they at least gave the guy a good bone every yeah. now and then Yeah, definitely and then last but not least certainly not least I like your concept
2: uh, so we another idea we're kicking around is um, what I'm tentatively calling Hulkamania is dead Um, and so there's, there's the infamous story that, that I'm sure a lot of you already know that, um, uh, Vern Gagne and possibly Bill Watts, depending on who's telling the story, um, offered the Iron Sheik a large sum of money, uh, like around a hundred thousand dollars, I think, um, to actually go into his match with Hulk Hogan, where Hogan wins the title and the night Hulkamania is born to go into that match and to go into business for himself and break Hogan's legs. Uh, Which Sheik was more than capable of doing, Uh, you know, legit tough guy, former Olympic wrestler. Um, So what we would look at is what if Sheik takes up, takes him up on their offer, breaks Hogan's legs. Hogan, who is already working towards a movie career, uh, sours on the wrestling business after this, as one would after being a victim of assault in front of like 20,000 people in New York City. Um, Sours on the wrestling business. He quits. Hogan's gone. He's done. He's never to wrestle again. Um, so we then—that's uh, just sort of the backdrop. And what we would do on each episode is rebook the the Hogan era of WWF without Hogan, and we would follow the the domino effect all the way down, um, and just look at you know book book through the the big shows. Um, you know, the first season might take us through like the first five WrestleManias. Um, we're, we're still looking at how we break it down. I
1: think I think you had a good point with the uh, original talks of the at least six or seven, at least until we get Ric Flair. Yeah, uh, and WWE. Yeah, you know that would be
2: a good stopping point. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: um, yeah, man, this is uh it's a good concept. I like it because I've always thought that as well. Like, if he wasn't there think of all these big stars that came into wwf yeah think of all these guys that held titles that were regional companies territories that we talked about in episode zero
2: yeah um who's getting the push who who
1: would get the push yeah who the fuck would you want to see right um man and i thought about that a lot and i don't know about you uh i have some wrestling games that I play on the computer old games where they have modding old characters or yeah. WWF classic guys and I used to have Legends of Wrestling
2: yeah, yeah I remember that one <sighs>
1: yeah. yeah for Playstation and everything yep yeah. yep. so you put some old guys up against each other and you see what happens and yeah.
2: that's a cool concept so that's right? what we would be doing
1: yeah so follow up with us on Retromania Podcast at gmail.com. That's Retromania with a W. And you can always keep up with Jimmy on the Twitter at
2: Jimmy underscore price.
1: Yep. And follow us and Molehole Radio. Subscribe, like, share, yeah. comment, do everything.
2: Help us out. Yep. Yeah. Check check us out. There's there are multiple excellent podcasts on Mohole Radio. We're psyched to be a part of that. Yep, and it seems to me you before. lived your life.
3: Like a candle in <laughs> never
1: will. We can fade this one out
2: Yeah, candles burned out long before.
1: The legend
0: of the hit man ever did.
2: <laughs> Thank
1: you everybody. The love Thanks, guys.
0: We've lost those empty days. Without your smile, this torch will always carry. For our nation's golden child. Even though we try, the truth brings us to tears. All our words cannot express the joy you've brought us through the years. And it seems to me you've lived your life like a candle in the wind. Never fading with the sunset when the rain set in. And your footsteps will always follow you along England's greenest hills. Your candles burned out long before. Your legend ever will. Goodbye Anglos Rose, may you ever grow in our hearts You were the grace, the place to serve Where lives were torn apart Goodbye this Rose, from a country lost without your soul Who we'll missed the wings of your compassion More than you will ever know And it seems to me you've lived your life like a candle and the wind Never fading with the sunset when the rain set in And your footsteps will always fall here along England's greenest hills Your candles burned out long before your legend ever will. Be.